Here's the drill. I'm your history teacher from now on. We will call this class Gaming History X. We will discuss current events. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History X, the video game podcast. That's what I've decided we're going to call it. My name is uh, Fred Rojas. I am one of your hosts. And joining me is my partner in crime from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How you doing, sir? What's going on, Fred? Not How much. You doing? Not much. I'm doing uh, well. How are you? Oh, I'm real tired, Fred. Are you? <laughs> oh, you, I was up you, real late. I had boy, no I, idea. We've definitely yeah. not had this conversation before. No, boy, or I'm my arms tied. <laughs> what is that? Pot, is that the wrong joke? <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. We're here. I'm having a blue moon, uh, Pacific nice. apricot wheat uh, brewers select. I have two of them left over from a dinner party last night. Which excellent. By the way, yes. Uh, you know what yesterday was, Fred. Um, well, if I were to guess, I would say it might have been WrestleMania, which is... WrestleMania 34. Yeah. The granddaddy of all wrestling shows. And I was up too late, too late watching it. People are really, like, those that are still following wrestling, and I, I hate to say it that way because there's not those that are still following wrestling. There's probably more people following wrestling now than there ever was, but... My friends, who uh, some have grown, have have decided to no longer watch it. They have their own gripes about it, and it's stuff I don't mm-hmm. get involved with. But those that are, like, it's still a big deal. Did this deliver? It was good. It was a very good WrestleMania. You know, with with shows that are like close to five hours long. Oh my god! Uh, that's how long WrestleMania. Is oh now. my god! Um, starts, you know, they start at seven. And they end somewhere around midnight a lot, a lot of times. Uh, I usually go with my buddies every year and, and a couple people and we have pizza and beer. And, you know, we all know it's extremely silly, but it's just something we do because it's fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was but I was up really late uh, at home. Fred, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. over my friends. I was at home actually on my Xbox in a party chat with my buddy. And we were watching it together. Because the WWE app. Yeah, yep. and um, which I subscribe to. Uh, but my the, reason, the reason I was watching it so late, Fred, and I uh, was not over my friends watching it, having, uh, you know, fun, <laughs> is because uh, my wife just decided to uh, plan a dinner party on WrestleMania night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, didn't tell me yep. about it. Mm-hmm. It, was right, it was around Wednesday-ish, Thursday-ish. <laughs> Uh, we were, she was just talking to a neighbor or something or, and she's like, well, yeah, we have so-and-so and so-and-so and their parents, uh, coming over Sunday night, uh, you know, for tacos and, and drinks and stuff. And then she stopped talking. I was like, uh, Sunday night. And she okay. Like, so did yep. you, yeah. See, I never put together that it's an important night until it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, look, I don't have much. I think we've we've established this, right? Uh-huh. As married men, fathers, uh, you know, me in my forties, uh, you get in there. Yep. You you creeping. I'm creeping. Uh, 
you know, you have a few hobbies at this point, and that's really it. You know, I don't play fantasy sports. I don't go out after work with, with guys and drink. I don't do any of that. I come home, and I, I do what I'm supposed to do, and I play some video games when I get chance. And I have a few things I do, and that is the main pay-per-view events is, what, four of them a year plus WrestleMania? There's, like, what, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam. Uh, I think there's one other main staple. Yeah, and what's have, the big one that's in like LA every year? Or no, uh, I don't it, know. it moves. It's in the middle of the summer where that's they bring home slam. the chair. Okay, okay. No, the bringing home the chair is WrestleMania. Oh, so that was what just happened. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah. And so that's what I do maybe four times a year go over my buddies for a wrestling. And, and she's just like, and she did that, that shitty thing that wives do, Fred. <laughs> When they really, truly don't give a fuck about what you like uh-huh. and your hobbies. I said, uh, this Sunday night? And she goes, yeah. I was like, well, I was going over so-and-so's house. You know, it's uh, it's uh, WrestleMania night. And she did that, oh, like with a smirk. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> Not like. The non-negotiable, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that sucks for you. That really sucks for you. I feel for you. I mean, you know. So yeah, I, I know exactly what this is like. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened. So I I ended up uh, having the dinner, which was fine. It's good company, having drinks, tacos. That I'm not complaining about that. But but then the time it got over, it was uh, creeping on nine o'clock. So you figure you're two hours in to WrestleMania already. Yeah. So then uh, texted my buddy, and uh, and and strangely enough, his wife didn't give a shit either. That was like, get out. Yeah, because he told me that she was like, "Is is Rob coming over tonight?" And he's like, "Oh no!" Duh, duh, duh. And she went, "Oh, okay, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, not not like oh, that's that you gonna eat that you. pizza, honey? Yeah, well, <laughs> you please, you know." So I have one uh, of these beers. <laughs> so we we hopped on. Uh, we we got the idea, and I didn't even think of it. He was just like, he sent me a text. He was like, well, stop a party. We'll hop on the, the app, you know. I think he was on the Fire Stick, and he was just using the uh, Xbox as a chat, chat thing. Yeah, yeah, and, I've done uh, that. But, hey, it worked. It worked. And oh, we, yeah? And we, we watched, uh, we, we stayed up until about midnight. But it's baby duty because it's my days off mm, Monday and Tuesday. Yes, so then by right. the time I, time I, uh, I said, I got to go, man. I'll watch the rest of this fucking off and on over the next two days with the kid. But, uh, you know, and then I went to bed and then it was like the, the kid decided not to sleep well. So I was up all morning and night and a little sleep and here I am, but I'm here for you. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, luckily I'm not one of the assholes just keeping you up all night, but, uh, no, I don't know what's wrong with this house. <laughs> well, so, so you actually reminded me of a similar thing and I wanted to pimp this anyway. So last uh-huh. call for alcohol. Uh, actually, not really. You can drink all day if you want to. Just don't uh, drive. Um, but uh, um, I'm going to the Midwest Gaming Classic. It's this weekend. It's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. MidwestGamingClassic.com if you want to get it. No, I don't get any. There's no fucking links where I get some kickback. There's no specials. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be there as a speaker. I'm just going there to just chill out. And Trees probably knows this. Deal with a lot of real shitty flea market-like vendors. Yeah. <laughs> I love but that. 
But, uh, you know, in trees, I know, I don't know if I've covered it too much. I'm going to cover it this time because of uh, who I'm going with, which I'll get to in a second. But um, uh, I don't think people really know what goes on at the Midwest Gaming Classic or maybe even a retro convention at all. Because it's not a bunch of guys in their 40s sitting around. Well, okay, so it is a lot of guys in their 40s sitting around talking (laughs) about games. But that's not what the convention is, really. Like, there's little draws now that are a little crazier. Like, um, I think Retronauts goes or maybe they've stopped, but they definitely went to a couple of them of course the ones i wasn't at um you get to see a lot of old greats like uh my first year going and i've still got this on the podcast feed you know i got sushi x and uh, uh the original sushi x from egm oh. yeah and also nice. um trick man terry who did all the codes mm-hmm. that we used out of egm oh, yeah. yeah i had them on there uh and it was great because they uh i made the local newspaper where they said holy shit it's these two guys i have no idea who that dude is in the weird night trap shirt that got them to come and join and again i didn't get them to come join they were coming anyway but i got them to do a panel with me about writing for video game mags in the 80s which i thought was cool Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, but there is some fun stuff but they also have like a museum where you they literally have like every console that's ever come out even stuff that's not from here like the pcfx i was recently talking about this on the future monkeys forums uh which is a uh it's a uh, uh it's the 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 successor to the turbo graphics but it was japan only and it's a cd-based console that took on the saturn and the playstation not very successfully i should add um but uh but it's there it's hooked up you can sit down and you can play it and they've got like everything there um they also have a huge arcade they're, they're actually selling the arcade machines but until they sell and usually the person doesn't want to pick it up till the until the whole thing's over you it's all on free play um, and Galloping Ghost is going to be there, so they're going to have Beavis and Butthead, the weird, or the um, Beavis and Butthead, the arcade game has never been released. Primal Rage Two has never been released, and neither has the Gallagher game. They're going to have all those, but of course, these games are notoriously bad. But at least you'll get to see them and play them. So nice. They also got the crazy Stern pinball shit, you know, where with like the new. Uh, I think they're going to have the new. Uh, what was it like the Blade Runner table or something? Anyway. So there's a lot of fun stuff to do there, and then you get to walk around and see a bunch of crazy stuff, and it's like in this convention center this year, it used to be in a hotel, um, and then uh, and then there is a huge vendor booth, like huge, like I, it, it is literally the size of a flea market, and you just go around there and try to like not get fucked over too bad while also trying to fuck over the guy you're trying to buy from. It's mm-hmm. a fun little push and pull, but... Uh, Does your wife put a cap on your spending? Like, send you with like fifty dollars and says, "That's it. You're not allowed to bring anymore." No, she makes it real easy. Um, and I make it's, it's the exact same things. Um, we have uh, we have a joint bank account that. Um, well, we we only have one bank account, but mm-hmm. it basically pays for all our bills and everything, and everything right. deposits into yep. there. Uh, but we get spending money every check. That's just like no questions asked. You take that out of the ATM the moment we get paid, and that's yours. And I, I have like the it. same. And my rules are the same as like growing up with an allowance, right? I just bring what I've got there. Don't put anything on a fucking credit card. Pay for your own way. And whatever I bring there, I've got. But I'd be lying to say I don't bring a few hundred dollars. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll tell you, Trees, I'm usually pretty stingy. Last year, uh, or no, not last year, last time I went, which was probably a few years back, uh, which was the one I did the panel for, um, I only bought a couple of things. I bought a sealed copy of Resident Evil, the Japanese version, Biohazard, mm-hmm. on PlayStation 1, and I opened it. <laughs> okay. But a guy was selling it for $14.99, so I was like, baller. 
Um, and I bought a couple other things, uh, a justifier light gun. <laughs> okay. I bought, I bought a replacement, um, cord for my 3d shutters on my Sega master system. We've talked about that before. Um, but all in all, I didn't buy too much. And that's because as I'm sure you're probably aware, there's like a little bit of a bubble going on right now. So a lot of the, the era I really like super Nintendo Nintendo is like heavily inflated Genesis era, things like that. Um, that's tapering off. Now the N64 is growing lots of favor and the, and the NES is coming down in price again. So I might be a little more spendy. I'm also looking for weird stuff this time. Um, my big, you know, uh, Ark of the Covenant, so to speak, or my my Holy Grail would be to find a Jaguar CD. Um, nice, but uh, I'm not paying 500 bucks for one. If some guy wants to part with it for 300, cool. If he wants to rent it to me and have me send it back yeah. to him for 100, I'd definitely do that. Well, what do you think you're gonna do with that if you um, do get it? Yeah, I've already said I I like archiving stuff and and the videos out there suck for the Jaguar mm-hmm. CD coverage. So I'm gonna do complete playthroughs of the 12 games that exist. I was gonna say yeah, and throw that up on archive.org and YouTube, and then make like a fun little video of the 12 games that's only like an hour long that just kind of showcases them and does little reviews and stuff so that people can get Another. the Cliff's Notes version. Another copy of Dragon's Lair. Yeah, there is another <laughs> Dragon's Lair is one of the 12. I games. almost bought that. I almost I almost bought that one. Brain Dead Thirteen's another one. The Space yeah, Ace, I, I think, is on there. I, I was, I got it in my head once. I was going to get every copy of uh, Dragon's Lair mm. that existed. Like not, not one, but every version. Right, right. Like I've done uh, with Resident Evil. Yeah. And I, I just squashed that quick. I'm like, that's stupid. Especially I have my Sega Dragon's CD one. Lair one. I love Dragon's Lair, man. I love, uh, I love Dragon's Lair. It, Dragon's Lair was a part of my childhood. I was. Probably eight or nine mm-hmm. when Dragons Lair came out, and being in the arcade and watching people play that, and uh, yeah, that, that I used to draw Dirk the Daring, like on you know I used to draw him. I had uh, Dragons Lair pajamas. Nice. It had the the scene with him in the in the Lizard King fighting. Oh really? Yeah, it was like That's the archway. Baller one that those existed, and two that you had them. Yeah, man. So I had those, and then uh, and I used to watch the Saturday morning cartoon religiously. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I've been trying to find it because I've been collecting all the Saturday morning cartoons by semi-nefarious means, but, like, mm-hmm. they're not really covered that Like, meaning yeah. you don't have to go to BitTorrents or pirate sites. They're just literal sites that just stream them there, and they've never gotten a cease and desist, so they just, they're there, and you can download <laughs> off those sites. And that's how I've collected certain uh, TV <laughs> shows like the entire uh, Captain and the Game Master. I, I remember, and I also remember there was a special Dragon's Lair only edition of Starcade. There was. You've told and, me about uh, that, and I'm actually currently hunting down the entire run of Starcade. I should make that available. When you can I see it, it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I should put it in one spot but so you, everyone can yeah, get yeah. it. But uh, and I remember watching that when it was actually on, like a live thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I was before obsessed. my time, but yeah, I was I was obsessed with that game, and even in I feel great it was. But remember, you'd buy the um, I don't know what they were called. Now they call it zoo books or something, but you know you get you get the order form in school every year for the, like oh the, the scholastic fun... books yeah 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 and all and there was all types of fun shit and I actually had a how to uh, win at Dragon's Lab book I ordered out of that nice nice and I had it for uh, year, years and it actually worked like I used it mm-hmm. uh, later on 
I still had it somewhere in a box when I had the Sega CD version as an adult, and I, it still worked. Like it worked. Uh, it was an accurate little book. So you've never seen my Dragon's Lair review, video review on YouTube, have you? Probably not. Every I time I type specifically the Sega CD version, you don't okay. want to watch what score I gave that. <laughs> Come on, what's the matter with you? Come on, I had extra seed in the beginning. All right, they put in the missing did, bridge scene. It did, it did have the bridge scene. <laughs> right, I hope you gave it extra points for that. Uh, you know, I do uh, spotlight it and show the whole thing um, for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, we already talked about it. I can't find you on YouTube. I type you in on YouTube and I get a little kid. Yes, yeah, Fred so. Rojas. Uh, I'm, I'm currently working at getting it changed to uh, – I'm thinking about changing it from my current one to uh, Cron CD. Watch someone mm-hmm. go and steal it now. But yeah, um, but yeah so Dragon's Lair, uh, you know, I even was uh, at one point – uh, looking at the actual uh, laser disc for the you know the arcade, yeah, I see one on eBay for a lot of money, and I don't even have a means to play it. But I was like, oh, I but but don't, yeah, it would be for collector stuff. That laser disc is best suited to just sit there because uh, the arcades break constantly. Oh, um, I'd frame it. I'd get one of those ass. like record, those record frames, yeah. you know, I'd put yeah. that shit like in the platinum that. record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, laser discs still look awesome. Like people don't imagine what they are. I'm like, think of a record size CD, and people are yeah. like, "What's a record?" And I'm like, "Fuck." Um, <laughs> the, so the quality was pretty good on them. Yeah, my buddy had the whole oh, yeah. Star Wars. The they were met- Star Wars on there. Yes, I actually have a buddy who had a laser disc DVD burner, or maybe he hooked his laser disc to his DVD burner, and I've got copies. Of the Star Wars trilogy that yeah. was like the THX non-special editions that were on um, Laserdisc. Yeah, they were and the original widescreen yes. without the, the new editions. They were the original. And yes, and he, they were in 5.1. That was the big deal. Yeah, and he got rid of them, and now he regrets oh, okay. it. He got rid of well, them a long time ago. But, well, you can you let know, him know if he wants DVD copies. I can make him copies of those. If I'm not selling them, I don't think it's even no. illegal. He don't um, care. Okay, he had those, This is what I remember about him. He had those... And then he had an unhealthy amount of uh, hentai tentacle porn. I knew that was coming. La Blue Girl all day long. Tetsuo, the uh, the overfiend. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I'm cool about my porn. I'm very clear about it. Laser discs were awesome, though. They were very good. Those were the first ones that had, like, uh, Criterion and shit, too, before. Yes, yes. In fact. Criterion laser discs and stuff. Fun fact. uh, The Criterion Collection uh, Chasing Amy. Yeah. At the very beginning of that, you can get on DVD now, uh, and they, they ported it to DVD. But if you listen to that commentary... He's sh- he shitting vi- on DVDs. What? He's shitting on DVDs. Yeah, he does. He goes, yeah. uh, this is Kevin Smith for Chasing Amy, yeah. and let me say, fuck DVD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. And then yeah. it ended up on the DVD. I thought it was great that they kept it in there. Yep. Um, but you made, uh, made the wrong choice. That's all. But, <laughs> we all well, do it. I picked HD DVD. Oh, yeah. Actually, so fun, fun fact, um, the, uh, um, Sid Bolton, who runs the, uh, the computer museum in, I believe, Ontario. Sid, I'm sorry if it's not in Ontario. Uh, I used to work with him uh, on a video series we did called Lost Treasures of Gaming. He would do a recording for it for the OMG uh, uh, Nexus Hour. And, uh, and then I would do video to accompany it because I could capture a lot of video. And, um, and they were going to try to release an HD DVD version of Space Ace, but like within the last like year or two. So like well after HD DVD died, the only way you'd be able mm-hmm. to play it is if you have an HD DVD player. And I heard, I've never tested this theory, but I've heard if you hook up your HD DVD player 
your Xbox One up to your Xbox nowadays, it's been patched out and won't play. I don't yeah, know if that's play. true, but I've true. heard it won't. I mean, it is true. It is okay. okay. It is true. Someone told me that because they have one. And no this, it, stopped, it stopped working at one point. <laughs> wow. I know if you get up to a PC, the PC does work because I've done oh. that before. But then you're like, why am I watching this on a PC? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, let's, well, well, let's get back to your convention. That's well, what real, I, somehow real quick, we, got we will, tension. but I want you to know... I uh-huh. do have Dragon's Lair on the Philips CDI. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the Jaguar version of Dragon's Lair sells for over $100. Not worth it, my friend. Dra- listen, Dragon's Lair is great. For, and for anybody that's like, yeah, it's just a stupid cartoon. Listen, man, you got to understand. When you when I was like eight years old, you ain't never seen anything like that before in your life. That was like, even the sound, the sound effects mm-hmm. and the music, that shit is embarrassing was embedded in your head just watching that splash page like you just being in an arcade with dragon's lair in there somewhere dragon's you, lair the fancy you, yeah, adventure you, game you constantly heard that little ring in the dragon's lair and a, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes uh, actually again in the beginning of my review not that you'll go hunt it down but at the beginning of my review i actually play that opening intro oh, because i awesome. said you cannot have a discussion about dragon's lair without watching that 45 second intro no, like you just can't. When I used to have uh, parties when I was a single single man, uh, you know, when you have a party, you always have you, you shits on point. You know, yeah. you have your place <laughs> looking nice, right? You know, and uh, you know, on the TV screen, we'd always either have like uh, the movie Friday or House Party. And don't get me wrong, this isn't because it was the sign of the times. This was much later. I just thought those movies were the shit. Oh yeah. You, even 15 years later after that. So it would have those on one TV, like on a constant loop all night on DVD. Mm-hmm. And then in the back room, like uh, I had my little my little TV with my old systems, and I would leave Dragon's Lair on. For people so, to just come around and play Yeah, it. so yeah. if you just walk it, no, if you're just walking around, you'd hear it. You'd stick your head in and see that opening splash page. Just oh, nice. Play it so all it's night at like the that, party. Yeah. Because that's what I remember growing up. Just always hearing that stupid shit. Hell yeah, man. That's yeah. how much I love. If Dragon you want Pie. me to, I can teach you how. Well, you'd never do this, but I, I can make a Raspberry Pi happen that runs Daphne, which is a emulator of those LaserDisc games. And since the LaserDiscs are actually pretty small, when like nowadays they're only like one one and a half gig, I think. And that's like, but that was massive in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like that was unheard of. Um, but now, Good. yeah, you can just. I'm happy. I'm happy. On there. Just pl- pop it in my Sega And actually, CD I don't think they're that big because I think all of Dragon's Lair is just, it's an assembled version of a 12-minute video. <laughs> like, yeah. I think Dragon's Lair is 12 minutes no matter what ver- uh, like what order you see it in. And, um, and let's be honest, that cat, that cat was, uh, you know, he was punching above his weight class with Daphne. Yeah, Dirk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Even in, in the, the sequel. Even in the cartoon. Mom. Even, in the, even in the cartoon, it was like, what's this clown did? Yeah. Well, yeah, because don't you remember the mother-in-law again? It gives him shit at the beginning of Time Warp, the sequel. Oh, they have like 20 kids. Yeah, yeah, they do because, you know, Dirk's been... There is some interesting, like, adult humor <laughs> in yeah. all uh, facets yeah, of that because that's what... Like, Daphne's barefoot and pregnant and miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and they make it seem like he's just like an asshole. Yeah, right, they all hate he's him. just chilling there at the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids. He let the kids home. And the mother-in-laws moved in. Like it's a, it, it is a really good. Like it's much funnier now in my mid thirties than it ever was <laughs> when I was a kid. That um, game's amazing too. 
But yeah, yeah. So in fact, I would say Time Warp's even better. And then Space Ace is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of all those. But uh, um <clears throat> But back to the convention. So, so I'm going out there. Uh, my buddy Matt, um, who is in our chat, he is Agent Gren. So, sorry, Matt, your first name is now known. Um, <clears throat> he was one of my only friends. I don't have too many friends in town. I don't make friends too often. I have a bunch of friends in Chicago, and I figure that was plenty. Um, and so I didn't really try to make more. I'm not against it. I'm actually a pretty social guy. I'm sure you can tell that. But, like, I'm, I'm not going to fucking get to know you. We're not going to hang out on the weekends. And I don't watch sports. So uh, that's most of Kansas City's entire population. I'm out. Um, <clears throat> but I've got a handful of friends. And Matt moved away. He, he got a job out in Chicago and moved away. Or north of the city. But he bought a house out in, uh, near the Wisconsin border. And he was telling me about it when he was in town for business. Uh, a few months back and we got to talk and you know you know you do you go to dinner and then you, you have a couple of drinks at the bar next door and then you're just like you know what we should fucking get together we should do the midwest gaming classic and he recently revealed to me he's never been there so uh, we're gonna do an episode um and i know every time i do an episode live with somebody it goes to shit but i've got this yeti mic and apparently it's, <laughs> it's bi-directional so one mic two people i think we'll be okay i always used to use two mics so I mm-hmm. think we'll be okay. But I want to hear his impressions of his first time going there and like what someone who goes there can expect. Because I do think a retro game convention, uh, whether it be California Extreme, Midwest Gaming Classic, uh, MAGFest, well, MAGFest doesn't really count, or even the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, depending on where you live, like these can be great places to go and and hang out and they let you like rent consoles to play so if him and i want to get together and play fucking turtles in time on snes we can do it Uh, we won't need to but we can and i'm even bringing him gifts he's letting me stay at his house for the weekend so i'm gonna bring him my 36 inch rca (laughs) television that i need to get rid of i i've got too many crts i've got five in the house i need to get rid of one um uh, uh, but I have nobody. I don't know how I'm going to lift it into the car. But if I can get it into the car, I'll be good. Sucker weighs 300 pounds. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I'm planned to go there. I bought the tickets. Tickets are non-refundable and everything. And my wife comes to me like probably oh, oh, two weeks ago or something, and she goes, "Hey, are you still doing that thing where you're going to Milwaukee?" And it's really funny because it's not like it's something simple. She works that we this coming up weekend, so I got to find a place for my daughter to go, you know. And I had to make a bunch of arrangements with my mother and mother-in-law to to kind of have her covered, right? Because my mm-hmm. wife's like, it's "Your trip, you find a babysitter." Um, and so she comes up to me and she goes, are you still going to that thing? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, well, because there's a bachelor party on Saturday, a bachelorette party on Saturday night. And I kind of wanted to go. So don't you work the next morning? Well, yeah, we're not going to drink, but I still want to go. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be in Milwaukee. And she goes, yeah. And so I got kind of pissy as you do. And I was like, oh, well, then I guess I just won't go. <laughs> <laughs> And she, you could tell she, she definitely wasn't going to let me like not go, but there was, a, it took 10 seconds for her to go, no. <laughs> and so as you're telling me the WrestleMania story, that's exactly what I thought about where yeah. she's like, you know, it'd be really convenient if you really didn't go, but I know oh. I'm not going to ask him to do that. <laughs> your bachelorette party, you find a babysitter. Good point. Well, actually, I already I already helped her out, and uh, and we did get a, a babysitter. My mother has decided to stay at the house uh, all night, so she's yes. been kind. But uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. 
I think it's going to be fun. Um, I'm Should not be. looking forward to the 600-mile drive from Kansas no. City to Milwaukee. That's uh, not terrible. Once you fly. On Friday and on uh, Monday. Uh, the reason I don't fly was there were supposed to be one or two people coming with me. And as is typically the case, maybe you've had some experience with this, Trees. They couldn't pay to fly, so I didn't book a ticket or anything. And I was like, well, I'll drive together. We'll split the gas. It'll be fine. We'll mm-hmm. use my car. Then as they drop out, I end up having to drive alone. <laughs> and now the tickets are way too much. It would have been like, you know, I could have probably flown there and back for less than 200 bucks. There you uh, go. But that was when I bought the tickets two months ago. Now right. it's like 600 for round trip because it's like the weekend of, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Oh, well. Hmm. It's okay. I got some audio books. I'll be good. Hey, it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've made that drive many times before because yeah. I used to. Well, Julie used to live here in Kansas City and I used to live in Chicago when I got my first mm-hmm. job out of college. So I've made the drive many, many times. So I'll, I'll be okay. But Gas station hot dogs. Oh, man, are you kidding me? We have no uh, fucking uh, White Castle out here, and they do out there, so that's uh, that's my I drive, like man. I don't smoke weed, but I like White Castle. Uh, and, but again, I like it in very small doses, right? Like, once I have two sliders, I'll be good for, they, like, they, the trip. They cook their shit in onions, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and I like onions, so that's oh. probably the biggest part of it. Oh. Nah, no, thank you. It's also oh. steamed. It's steamed meat. <laughs> Yeah, I'm awesome. not helping anybody yeah, no. get advertised. But uh, anyway. Yeah, boiled so, hot dogs. So that'll boiled, be fun. Uh, that should be fun. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, you don't know what I did once? Don't, I, just because we just mentioned, I mentioned hot dogs. I mentioned the gas station hot dogs. Uh, you know how you get the hot dogs at fairs that are like, right? You get boiled hot dogs, right? And then some places boil them in like beer and shit. You've had that? Uh, yeah, yeah, many times. So I, I like when I'm at home and I'm just frying <laughs> up a hot dog in a pan, like, I, you know, it's a winter, so I'm not grilling them. I'll put butter in the pan, right? Nice. Right? And then I, yeah. I cut little slices of the hot dog, and then I roll them around in the butter and fry them up. So awesome. I got it. I got it. No one was home last last year at one point, and I got in my head. I said, wonder if you boiled hot dogs in butter. And then cook. Oh my god! So I cut slices in the hot dogs, right? So I could soak up maximum butter. Uh huh. And I melted a pot of butter. <laughs> yes, I knew where I that threw, was going. I threw about three or four hot dogs in there. And but it was legit them. butter, right? It wasn't that margarine shit, right? It was butter. Okay, right? good. Because anyone out there listening, <clears throat> normally I don't care what people put in their bodies, but margarine is plastic. Do not eat it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that goes on the toast. <clears throat> My drink goes on the toast, but yeah. anyway, okay. and I and I and I boiled the hot dogs in the butter, and I shit you not, they blew up like sausages, like yeah, they, they soaked. In. I didn't know they would. And then I cooked them. I cooked them on the grill, and uh-huh. uh, those are some juicy buttery and hot I bet, dogs. I bet just flames were kissing them all night long. Like the they, it, the the fire will leap for the butter. They were good. They, yeah. I will say they were good. Uh and my wife, uh, my wife told me she's never leaving me home alone again. For stupid I, shit. I, I, I do the same shit. with uh, brats, but I put brats in in beer. I usually hey, get like an right. IPA and I boil it and yep. I drop them in there, and then I put them on the grill. And it kind of has the same effect because it jumps at alcohol the same way it jumps at fat. Like the fire loves to jump well, at that. But if anyone wants plump, juicy, buttery <clears throat> hot dogs, 
Put a little, <laughs> cut little slices in them and, and boil them in a pot of butter first before you there put them you on go. the grill. And then that then might be a business. Think of it. If I had a little food truck and that was my gimmick. Oh, you would sell like crazy. Butter butter boiled hot dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone's eating them. Yeah, in Vegas, they have the heart attack restaurants and shit. Yeah, the triple bypass burger. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the nurses with yep. I mean the uh, waitresses dressed like hot nurses. Yep, I've been to that restaurant. Yeah. Had a triple bypass burger. It was big, but I didn't kill you out there. I don't have any heart problems. <laughs> there you go. Okay, right, sorry. All right, let's get back on track here. We, that was some tangents right there. We were, the, <laughs> we were all over the map there. All right, well, why don't we jump into some community stuff? Why not, right? I love the community, Fred. All right, fuck yeah. All right, here we go. If you want to send us something, uh, contact at GamingHistory101.com. And let's see, we've got two today, but then we also have some topics. Um, right off the bat, let's do one for you, man. Oh, God. Uh, here we go. This one comes from Andrew. All right, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew says, uh, oh, and he is, uh, he signs off at the end as uh, a fellow mass hole. So I think this is straight for you, man. He understands Um, the the struggle. Yeah. He says, uh, the the subject is PS2 suggestions for trees. I like it. Hit me. Fred and trees. I just wanted to throw a few PS2 game suggestions out there. Trees may want to look into picking these up for the cabin in New Hampshire, which I feel compelled to call New Hammy, but he said New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Firstly, if you're interested in some Diablo-esque action RPGs, then Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 1 and 2 are solid games, as well as Champions of Norath and Champions Return to Arms, I believe made by the same company. A handful of classes to choose from, kill things, get loot. Pretty fun and simple. Uh I was looking at Baldur's Gate at one point. I did come that did come across my radar. Oh at yes, some point. Um, and uh, I will tell you the second one, Dark Alliance, is more expensive. So Snowblind did the Champions, uh, Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance. Here we go. Was Snowblind? So yes, it is all the same people. Um, Baldur's Gate Two. Uh, is much more expensive than Baldur's Gate 1. And the irony there is Dark Alliance is actually the better game. They're both really good, but it's one of the rare cases where getting the cheaper one is actually the better game. If you And then, then after 40 hours when you bore of this, you'll definitely mm-hmm. want to grab the, uh, the sequel. But uh, you can start light. Start light with Dark Alliance. All right. Um, Duly noted. Next is a fighting game that I was shocked how much I loved back in the day. And Trees, I hope you've played this because I have, and this game is actually really good. That is Def Jam Fight for New York. Oh, I like the Def Jam games. Oh, yeah. Is that the one where, uh, which which one is the one where Henry Rollins trained you? Uh, that might have been that one. Def- if not, it was Vendetta. Vendetta. Uh, Maybe I played Vendetta. The one with Snoop Dogg. You fight Snoop Dogg at some point. I mean, you uh, find all I think that's but... all of them. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, uh, Henry Rollins is in Def Jam Fight for New York, so that's the one. That's the one you're all thinking right. of. So I play. I played the shit out of that game. Fat Joe's in that game, is he? Yes, he is. Yes, Fat Joe is in that game. Um, I, what? I believe when I played that game, I want to say that my character was Eminem because Eminem's not in the game because it was before his. Before right. he super blew up, so I made him as a character, and I was Eminem. 
Oh, by the way, Andrew, don't kill me because I should have just finished the sentence because this would have explained everything. He says, I'm not into hip hop, but I played this game to death when it came out. Surprisingly deep gameplay with a bunch of different fighting styles and finishing moves with some brutal violence. Mm-hmm. And of course, Henry Rollins, because when you think Def Jam, you think Henry Rollins. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Um, that game's a shit, man. That that is a good game, man. Yeah, that is a very I, good game. I played it for see most of these games. See, I wasn't um <clears throat> my PS2. I had a handful of games, but I also had my Xbox first. So a lot yeah. of these games I played on the X, original Xbox and not the PS2 version. Same here. Yeah. So I, I played the shit out of the game, but I played it on my. Well, uh, I'm going to warn you. On average, on eBay right now, it sells for between five and ten bucks on the PS2. So good luck. it will. It pops up in my lists all the time because I'm always looking at like top PS2 games or the er- these errors and this right. year and that. Yeah, and and that pops up. Def Jam Fight for New York. Uh, pops yep, up. Vendetta was the first one, and then Icon was the 360 one. Um, but <clears throat> and then only two more. Stick with okay. me. <laughs> if you want just a dumb action game with some melee and gun combat and pretty shitty stealth, but hey, it was PS2, try out Rise to Honor. Mm. This is a game featuring Jet Li that seemed like it would be based on a movie, but I believe the game <laughs> is all there is. You know what? I was going to say, I don't know what this is, but when he said that, <laughs> the Jet Li pot, I still can't. I didn't play I, this. Yeah, I don't know but this game. When he said it started Jet Li, I'm like, I remember that. I do remember that, but I never. I don't think. Holy I shit! Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a violent beat 'em up. Jet Li, uh, you know, we had the Jackie Chan rise with with uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Like he, remember yeah. when he made the big American like debuts and he become like the biggest thing? Yeah. And then, remember, but, then with Lethal Weapon Four, yep, they Jet tried, Li came they in. Tried yeah. to push Jet Li. Remember he did a movie with uh, he did one. <laughs> he did Jet Li. No, he did a Lethal Weapon four, and then oh, was he in a movie with DMX or a fucking? Isn't that one? Aaliyah it's called one or no? Oh. No, it was another one. I'm thinking. Was the one with a was it Aaliyah? Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, it's called Cradle to Grave. <laughs> the grave. <laughs> they were pushing him high, Jet Li. For a while, I don't think he caught on. He didn't. Call, he didn't catch on like J- Jackie Chan did. You know what, Trees? I hope you have Cinemax because if you do. It's on at 2.20 a.m. today. <laughs> X is going to give it to you. I don't think it was yeah, very good. I don't think it was very good. Was he in, uh, was he in that movie with the, he had the, the dog collar on? Danny the dog. <laughs> right? Is that a baby boy or whatever? <laughs> oh. No. There was a, a, it was a movie that was, Belly? the original name, the original name was like Danny the dog or some shit. And then they remade it like American version. I think Samuel Jackson was in it, some shit. I mean, his movies are Cradle to Grave, Belly, uh, Romeo Must Die, which is anyway. Um, That's a, is that the one? With, uh, maybe. Uh, he also did Never Die Alone, Exit Wounds with Steven Seagal. He did The Bleeding in 2009. And then. Uh, what am I thinking of? I don't know. Type in Danny the Dog. Tell me what pops up. Danny, Danny the Dog, Dog movie. Yeah. Okay, okay. I swear. Maybe it's a, maybe because I'm drinking. Danny the dog that's, fight scene unleashed. That's, that's Jet Li. Sorry, that's the, my mistake. I was looking at DMX. Yeah, he did unleashed. <laughs> and unleashed is based on what? Type in oh. what? Is, that's the American version unleashed. But it was based on a like a. Oh, Japanese. it's a Luke Besson film. Luke Besson did um, Un- the professional and uh, Wasabi and uh, Fifth Element. But anyway, um. Oh man, 
Someone please Unleashed, also known as Danny the Dog, is Thank a you. British French martial arts thriller. I am I not have crazy. to get this fucking it has Bob Hoskins in it. Yeah, it's awesome. He Holy he, shit. he raises this dude with a leash that he can like shock him and he trains him just to be a killer and he acts like a dog, like he keeps him like a dog. Well, I love Luke Besson and would you look at this? Voodoo says I can own it for the low, low price of Oh. It was nine ninety nine for standard def. I gotta pay fourteen for high def, and I know glad. I gotta pay for high def. I'm just happy there was something actually called Danny the Dog, and I wasn't crazy. No, you ain't crazy. Isn't it, isn't it weird what floats around in my head like a ping pong ball? Stuff it's like stays in there. Fascinating. Why the fuck do you think I have you on the show? <laughs> All right. Huh. My wife. My uh, wife I can had- buy. I can buy Unleashed cheaper. And through uh, on uh, on various other services and through movies anywhere, it'll unlock on Vudu. So I think I'm set. Last week, uh, my wife asked me four times, reminded me when I came home from work <laughs> to bring the neighbor's trash barrel up because they were on vacation and uh-huh. uh, bring it up for them. Totally forgot. I looked at it as I pulled in my driveway. Still forgot by the time I hit park, it went into my garage. But yet, Danny, the, I remember Danny the dog. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I should point out that the version of Unleashed that's on um, that's out there is the extended cut, which mm-hmm. uh, has three extra minutes that weren't in the original theatrical debut. But um, yeah, see, he's he's like a little dog dude, and then I'm he gets that. And, and then this family finds him, and the uh, guy's blind, and he has a daughter, and they find him and take the leash off, and they like treat him like a human being. But Bob Hoskin wants his dog back; he's looking for him, like you see? do, like you do. Good movie. There you go. Um, well, apparently this game's pretty good. All right. Because I'm sure you can get it really cheap. It's got some John Woo-style fun to be had. And actually, he has no idea how close he is. Uh, this is actually uh, the martial arts in Rise of Honor were choreographed by uh, famous choreographer uh, Corey Yoon. Yuen. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. All right. Um, if you're not familiar with Corey Yuen, uh, he's known for a, a decent amount of movies. But uh, let's see. What are the big ones? Um What's the big one that everybody knows? <clears throat> oh, fuck. I can't remember. Anyway. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. He's done a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, you can look him up. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y-U-E-N. He's done a lot of movies, and I just don't know what of these movies are actually like stuff right. that I know. Or that most people know. He definitely did uh, the Cradle to Grave and Expendables um, stuff. So. Oh, thank, thank Christ for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so that was uh, three games. Is there one more? Yes. The fourth one is, lastly, if you want uh, to scratch that JRPG itch, try to mm. find Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, a turn-based JRPG capture and battle game with a more mature story that really holds up pretty well. He's trying to dance around the fact that it's Pokemon with demons. Um, that's all I got for you now. Love the show. Keep it going. Your fellow mass hole, Andrew. Um, thank you, Andrew. Uh, yes. I think out of all your suggestions, uh, I think I'm going to look into the Baldur's Gate. That's more up my alley for yeah. collecting something because I, I I just like it's like you know the um the Jet Li game sounds interesting, but I don't see it in my collection. No, no. In the in the in the last one. Uh, it's a Persona game, right? Yes, uh, it is on the PS3 backwards compatible, but that has nothing to do with your goals in New Hammy. So, 
I just don't like that name. <clears throat> Nocturne? Right? No. The, the box art's kind of cool. Oh, Shin Megami Tensei? Yeah. You want to know why? Why? Do you want to know why? It's one of those weird things in my head. I've listened to so many video game podcasts, right? <laughs> and whenever... Like do, SMT or Shin Megami Tensei? <laughs> whenever Persona game's coming out and they talk about it for 45 minutes, none of them say Persona. Every single time, twice a sentence, they love to say the full name just so you know that they're keeping it fucking I'm so real. fucking guilty of that. I'm real. sorry. Yeah, I'm you did, so it. You did it twice. My eyes twitching right now from you doing it. <laughs> Is SMT okay? No, I, well, I just, to, it's tainted. To be, it's clear, tainted. to be clear, I tend to just call Persona Persona. Because yeah. because the original persona as we knew it in America was Revelations persona and that wasn't even that was just as bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just persona. There's persona one, two, three, four, and now there's a fifth one. Yep. <laughs> and there's a handful of fighting games. You know, for the new Hammy games, you know, I'm definitely looking up for looking for pick up and play uh, type games, long mm-hmm. involved RPGs. Because you know, I'm only up there at little clips, right? And, I, and it might be months before I'm back. Right. You know, so, a game where you have to be involved in a, a. First of all, when I'm paying attention to a JRPG, I don't know what the fuck's going on in the story, let alone <laughs> months in between. But so, I do like the Baldur's Gate uh, suggestion. Yeah, that one's good. Dark Alliance was great, and it has couch co-op. I remember playing through that with my buddy Hefe uh, on the Xbox, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he got really high. Like he smoked. <laughs> and he really liked that game but I was cool with it because he'd always be like you want some fucking Chinese I'll buy some fucking Chinese if you, want, you want me to get some Chinese I was like yeah you get, get some Chinese yeah send it to the place it's fine my apartment's <laughs> close um, but uh, and sometimes pizza but uh, mm-hmm. anyway uh, that reminds me did you get my uh, care package I have it right here oh yeah I didn't open it yet I'm oh, waiting. you haven't no I'm waiting until, until we, we, we're talking about it should we do it? You want me to open <laughs> Since it? We're on the subject. Just <laughs> we're in the new hammy stash. Let me get my little exacto knife here. Yeah, I, and I'm, I hope you don't have these games, but you might. You might. Let me. We'll see. I just dropped the fucking thing. All right, hold on. <laughs> they all fell out. And I had a requirement. I only sent you stuff that was like boxed in in decent condition that didn't have yep. any writing on stuff. But not everything has a manual. Let me look here. First game up. This is, uh, for people who don't know, Fred, uh, Fred was nice enough to send me a care package for New Hampshire. He's contributing. That's right. To the stash. We have Odin Sphere. Right after he said no big JRPG. <laughs> no. This one, this one is acceptable. I actually, ah. I had Odin Sphere, actually. I like it. I'd never beat it. I found it incredibly hard at some point. It is. Because <laughs> it gets into all the cooking and all that mm-hmm. deep shit. But just for the, the, the visuals alone, the art, the, the style alone, this belongs in the collection, Fred. Excellent. Well, I grabbed that uh, PS4 port, the Luftrazier or whatever. Mm. And um, I do apologize. You'll notice in some of the label, there's a little bit of crinkling because uh, that's actually the disc itself never got soiled. But uh, that's actually the, uh, the the PS2 game that was next to the windowsill when we found out the window was leaking. So nice. <laughs> that nice. seen some shit. <laughs> it's fine though. It's good. That's still good condition right there. Yeah, yeah. The disc plays fine. So 
Second up, Yakuza, which you said you were going to send to me. Mm-hmm. I love so it. Promise kept. I love it. This this is see this is a perfect this is a perfect game right well, here. Well, and and you know what? You remember you used to love this PSP game called Kenko Banjo Badass Rumble or whatever. Yes, I do. Like it, it means like hot blooded teen or whatever. I played a lot of that. I had some good screenshots from that game. Yeah, I I. I, I need to go do some more research on it, but in doing some research on, I think it was Yakuza, it had like a similar name or certain part of the name, not the actual title of it, but there's references to that. Yeah. Not that game, but that term in Yakuza, uh, in the Japanese version. They're very similar in um, play style, not visual style, but right. You know, the, the badass rumble is very, I don't know, cartoony and high schooly yeah. humor. Yeah. I believe I had a banana suit in that. I can't remember. You wore weird well, suits and stuff in that. I, I don't remember a lot of that game. That game kind of stems uh, more from like River City Ransom and mm-hmm. uh, and and Renegade and those those older. You know, even the group that did Double Dragon. Like, I mean, it's all the same people. But mm-hmm. anyway, look at this mature seventeen plus blood, sexual themes, strong language, <laughs> use of alcohol and violence. Yes, this is great. So yep. I love that. That's gone. Deus Ex, The Conspiracy. Yeah. Now, this one's an odd one. Okay, so this one is is me paying it forward. You may never play it, mm-hmm. but it's the original Deus Ex, the original first one that ever came out that was on PC and everybody loved. They ported it to PS2, and it's not too shabby. And I actually found right. that at a GameStop on clearance for a dollar, played through the whole thing, loved it, figured I'd pass it on, and even if All you right. never play it, at least maybe somebody will find it in the uh, in the old thing and, and get to know J.C. Denton. It was that or the original Half-Life, and I didn't know which one would be the weirder, like forcing some historic PC game mm-hmm. on you. So I picked that one. <laughs> this is a little history here because it's Eidos, which yes. I like. Yes. Because it's well before what Square Enix bought them all up. Yeah, and actually, um, the original developers of the PC version was uh, Will Wright and Co. Uh, Ion Storm, so that's a big one. Oh, man. It says right here on the back, vibration function. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Advanced shit. Game of the Year is awarded by over 40 top magazines and websites. Knows magazines is before websites. That's how yeah. this fucking thing is. <laughs> and I got to say, it's a good port. Mm-hmm. But it's it's in a first person perspective, and it's going to be a little jarring at first. Like if anybody's ever played a first person shooter on PS2, it's not the smoothest experience. <clears throat> but this was made to be done slowly. It's a PC like move slow kind of game. So, but good luck. <laughs> now, the last game in this package. Uh-huh. Now this is because Fred <laughs> knows me. Yes, he knows I like wrestling. Yep. He knows I like Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball immensely. Yep. So he gave me Rumble Roses. Uh-huh. Uh, I played Rumble Roses, or at least I played the demo of R- Rumble Roses when it when it was out. Well, and there was a sequel called Double XL, I think, on Maybe that's 360. There's, there's, actually, <laughs> there's actually a picture in the back that looks like it's Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Yeah. Two girls in bikinis. One's giving the other one the, the back. Back attack rack in the sand. Uh, trees. 
I play. I, I was given that from my brother-in-law, and then believe it or not, somebody gifted me a second copy, not knowing I had this first one. So I've always been looking for the right person to give uh, this second copy to. I don't remember being a bad wrestling game. It is a awesome wrestling game. I played through it. I've got a live stream of me playing it for about two hours, and it was like you can literally watch me go from like joking about it to enjoying it that's one of those magical moments in a live stream where like you didn't expect this game to be any good and it is it's all female wrestling face it's got mud wrestling you've always wanted this that's what it says oneup.com what story one up won't forget (laughs) lethal moves and looks that kill ruthless submission holds get dirty in mud mode yep it's it's the complete package. Uh, also with down. vibration function. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put the control down my pants <laughs> when I play this. And so I, I do I do remember when this came out though. Wasn't there a little bit of a little bit of backlash? Because I mean it's blatant. Oh, there was definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. I love it. Look at that. oh, they got the profiles and the in the character get. Oh, look at this candy cane. Oh yeah, yeah, and I gave you the manual. The manual is very um... and and here's the deal. Nowadays, right mm-hmm. in wrestling, because we're in the reality era where uh, you know the wrestlers pretty much are themselves on social media. It's promoted that way. Uh, everybody is quote unquote what they call smart mark. You know what I mean? Where right. everybody knows what's going on behind the scenes, right? But when did this come out? What's the date on this? The date on this is uh, North America first, believe it or not, November 2004. Yep. So this is well before that, all that nonsense. And in these character bios, they have their types as face and heel. So they're going deep. Yeah, they go face and heel. They're going deep before that was a thing. Look at these girls. Oh, oh yeah, they they own it and they do a really good job with it. Um, I mean, look, these women are all ambitious because all of them are eighteen years old. I'm looking at their <laughs> bios right now. Listen, they are they, all eighteen. They all have dreams. Okay, one of them's twenty four. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> one of them's a veteran of the ring. <laughs> uh, again, this is one of the many reasons why uh, Konami going under was an absolute shame. Um, yeah, look at this one, Dixie Clements. Straight think, up Tina ripoff. Uh, well, and and believe it or not, you can. Um, I mean, there's eleven. There's eleven characters, and then you can unlock. Um, you can unlock their alternative persona, their their face heel persona. I'm a little confused so. here because there's one character here. Uh huh. Wait a second. Wait, it's not in the bios, is it? No. Are you looking for? Uh... It's a cheerleader. That's in the where the controls are. There's a cheerleader. This is Becky across her chest there. Uh, she might be the ring girl because I don't think Becky well is a character. I think I think the people from Chainsaw Lollipop ripped her off because this oh, Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, she looks identical. Anyways, thank you, Fred. You're welcome. These You're will welcome. be these will be going up on the shelf. I have a pretty hefty stack of PS2 games now that that are going up. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I was um, I was talking to uh, my wife's mother. She was over the other day. You know when your package showed up, and oh, okay. uh, and she goes, "Oh, 
package or something came in the mail because she got the mail. She was watching the kids that day. So I came home. She goes, oh, yeah, the package. I go, oh, yeah, that's some uh, – my buddy Fred, I said he sent me some PS2 games. And she's like, oh, yeah. And Dakota, my son, goes, yeah, he's he's uh, collecting them all up in New Hampshire. <laughs> and and the mother's like, oh. And she kind of <laughs> piqued her interest like, oh. And I go, yeah, I go, uh, Christopher had a PS2 up in the – the the loft and she raised her eyebrows she's like chris's ps2 and i was like yeah she goes you know that's up there where'd you find it and i said it was hooked up to the tv up there and she 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 was like we were like looking for that for we were looking for that because we remember getting it for him but we didn't know what happened to it and they thought maybe his uh his wife at the time took it because she was Mm -hmm. like she was not a nice woman and she was sort of oh, taking no. she didn't really care that he was dying she actually tried to leave him while he was dying i think oh, and she basically goodness. took all his stuff so they were like hiding stuff so yeah. she couldn't get it yeah. so they go we thought so-and-so took the ps2 i go oh, no i said i found it i dusted it off i said uh you know i'm getting a collection going up there and uh all this and she got a smile on her face and she goes she goes, your brother-in-law is looking down, smiling, she said, for using his PS2. Well, See that? Well, so hopefully, hopefully Rumble Roses and many others can uh, <laughs> Yeah, can I do, I do have young kids also, Fred, so I don't know if that was that's the true. greatest choice. Uh, <laughs> I have a young young daughter. I don't know if that's what I want to be showing her. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> but, that's for... Um, well, you but you know what? Woman power. So I don't know either way. You can my wife really, my wife and I really liked playing it. A um, couple beers deep, you know, on random nights. Um, she liked to kick my ass in Mario Kart, and I'd be like, "Okay, well, here's your penance." Um, yeah. But uh, well, I don't know if that's your thing, but you know, hey, uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. The other good uh, news with Yakuza, I know you can only play in short stints, but the way Yakuza breaks down, you're basically, like, each chapter, I think there's 13 chapters, and each chapter is only, like, an hour or two. So you can really play that in shorter stints. Nice. Um, and, and I don't know if anybody else listening, you included, uh, is like me, but even if I can't get to these games... Just like looking at a good collection makes me happy. Exactly. If I'm up there, and even if I can't get to all these games, but I just look at my shelf and I have this badass PS2 collection up there, that that's enough. And and again, for me, uh, I bought Yakuza Kiwami, and mm-hmm. I'd already played through Yakuza One for. I bought that game for our game club. And then same thing with Odin Sphere. I had Left Razir. And so yeah. I was like, you know what? Those would be great because he's going to have a PS2 collection. And I can sit here and pretend I'm going to go back to the PS2 versions of these games, but I'm not going to. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get all this shit up there. I'm going <laughs> to put in Rumble Rose and the fucking thing's going to burn out first the first time i i got and then i got to spend a fortune on ebay get me a new ps2 no mark my words i got three ps2s over here nice. trees yours All might right. have a mod chip in it if i have to send you one but uh-huh. it'll it, it'll play more than just retail games after that nice. it'll play shit you never were supposed to be able to play but uh well thank you yeah, for that. I'll, I'll, I'll get you going thank you uh andrew i think it was for the the suggestion yeah, yeah. and uh anybody else have any more suggestions we're well, gonna get this this collection uh Massive. We'll keep them going. We'll keep them going. Definitely. Um, Thank you. All right. Well, we have another email from a different Andrew. I can tell because the email addresses. Um, 
This is man with good taste, Andrew. So he says, uh, just some more feedback. He says, hello again, Fred, Jim, Trees, and other people, maybe. <laughs> he said, I just want to say two things. Uh, first, it should be brought up that Hayes' development was largely, if not entirely, botched by the publishers. By publishers, he means Ubisoft. Uh, this is a classic case of developers being forced to make drastic changes and finishing uh, uh, barely finished games weeks before their release. If you still think it's the dev's fault, do look it up. The entire production history is out there. So he's, he's piqued my interest. I will be looking up that dev history. And Austin, he's another member of lots of A's in, in the community stuff right now. Austin uh, reached out and said, you know what? I'll take it. So I send him Hayes. He should have received it around when you received your game. Uh, your games. So uh, we'll see. And I told him, I was like, what a sad state of affairs with the U.S. Postal Service. The cheapest way to ship Hayes to him actually was more expensive than a new co- for him to go out and find a copy of Hayes and buy it from GameStop. But just barely. It was like just over three bucks. So I was like, eh, it's fine. But, uh, but I thought that was funny. So uh, once he's done with it, uh, if somebody else wants it, we can start doing the, the pass it forward chain. But uh, Anyway, make sure to join the Discord. If you don't know how to do that, gaminghistory101.com, Discord link in the right. Please don't just please don't anyway. talk uh, disparagingly about my, my company that I uh, <laughs> pay my mortgage with. You know, <laughs> my bills. I'm not saying bad things, right? The shit got to us. Like it, w- Without them, I couldn't have gotten there. And That's they're right. cheaper than UPS and FedEx, but also easier to find and more reliable. Well... Okay, I don't. I, I don't know for sure if they're more reliable, but but I've heard you work for them. But yeah. uh, but I'm just saying it costs a lot of money to ship shit these days. Yes, it does. Um, and maybe it doesn't, but it, it costs more than it used to. But I'm a small man. But anyway, yeah, so, that's right. Uh, so number two, he says, and some warm words for Fred. Oh, I should probably read these before I. <laughs> but anyway. He said, I was really touched to hear that you actually want to be part of your daughter's life and actively take your time to raise her. If only all fathers were that loving and kind. If only, he says in all caps. I don't know what to add to that. And he kind of signs off. Well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, you're going to hear a little bit about that. I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a series called Storytelling where I talk about my personal life a little bit and how it relates to video games. And um, you're going to learn a little bit about why uh, I definitely took that that approach. But I don't know if that necessarily had to do with my father because my father and I are in really good terms and things like that. But uh, he didn't really like to get involved in my stuff. Uh, so uh, that was part of the reason. But I'm also just fascinated by my child. Uh, little kids fascinate the shit out of me, like watching what they do. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and especially like my favorite thing to do is like leave my daughter alone. Like she'll she'll be like, Dad, are we gonna play figures? We play action figures all the time. Mm-hmm. She's like, Dad, are we gonna play action figures? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. But you set up the scene. Daddy's gonna go real quick, like clean up breakfast or something. And I do that on purpose because then I just sit there in the kitchen and like watch what kind of little scenario she makes up beforehand. It's the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. Because um, sometimes shit gets real, man. Shit gets real. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah and she likes to mix and match which i think is my favorite thing is that she's got an imagination so we'll mm-hmm. have like lol dolls and my little pony and ninja turtles and star wars figures all doing shit together and let me tell you something kylo ren is a bully for the rest of those kids like i mean autumn is constantly keeping him in check <laughs> it's just a very emo kid you know yes <laughs> but 
Andrew, thank you very much. And Andrew, I did not misplace your piracy email. I'm just holding it for the piracy episode, which is taking Jam and I quite a bit of time to do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, other than that, uh, also, yeah, last but not least, uh, people are probably hearing this on the 11th, which is uh, Wednesday. Um, important reminder, you've got till I think the 15th, I think. Uh, to turn in your, uh, you should have gotten your settlement thing for your PlayStation Fat. <laughs> so, remember to, yeah, you've got till April fifteenth, so that's this weekend. So get on it. Go, uh, go to uh, your settlement, and uh, you can apply for up to fifty sixty five bucks. I'm up to, I, I have up to uh, sixty five dollar uh, potential trees. Nice for, for my dead fat, which I still have on the wall, but it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> anyway you need to have the serial number though so don't try to pull a fast one on them uh but uh but anyway uh all right let's see Mm-mm-mm-mm. let's see where we're at Ooh, we've done a decent show already uh all right do you want to do one more community thing or do you want to take a uh, sidestep and we'll come back to it uh might as well get all the community stuff out the way all right let's go here is under the show questions area it's hard because what happens is it spawns good conversation sometimes bad but mostly good oh no whatever we do good conversation well and so i gotta go through a lot to figure it out everybody at me (laughs) i love discord jumps in and says you're viewing older messages (laughs) okay i'm sorry if i um if i missed the other ones but i saw one here specifically very professional. Here we go. I wonder if there's a... Uh, so this is from The Other Chase, which is Awakened Heathen. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a psychological difference in people who like replaying old games they love versus people who play a game once and are done and on to new things. Also, people who just dabble into new games and never finish them. So what are your thoughts on that, Trees? Right, read that again. Let me soak sure. that in. So the difference between, he says, I wonder if there's a psychological difference. So is there a different personality uh, reason between a person who, like me, like kind of goes back and replays lots of games they love over and over again right. versus a person who once they're done, they're done. And then the person who doesn't even finish games, they just like to kind of like sample a lot of games. Right, I right. would say that kind of defines Los. And I bet you might be in the middle there. Like you might be the one and done guy. I don't know. I um. That's a weird one because I think I go through phases. Uh huh. I think I've been all three of those people. That's <laughs> nice, right? I could see definitely, that. Yeah. I'm definitely obviously I have all my my older stuff down here where I'm sitting. I have my Dreamcast, my Sega CD. I don't think I've ever like you got overly obsessed in like going back and playing old games. I think I like them because uh, I've always hung on to them. Like I, I didn't. You know, unlike these PS2 stuff, this stuff I just I never got rid of. So my Dreamcast and all that right. is just. But I don't think I ever come down here and like I'm going to sit here like you do and like really dig into Code Veronica on my Dreamcast. I'm going to play through it, and Fuck, I don't yeah. think so. I just kind of have this stuff and I pop it on once in a while. Um, what was the middle one? Uh, dabbles in games and never. Oh, so the first one is the one who replays constantly. The and then there's the person who just they're a one and done. I beat it and I'm done with it. Or then the person who doesn't even really focus on beating a game. They just kind of dabble in everything so they can say I touched it. So that happened when I was doing easy mode. For obvious reasons. The dabbling. Because I was always so concerned with talking about the current stuff coming out. Uh Uh-huh. 
that yeah, I never I dabbled in everything and never finished one thing. Because I was just I, and not that I didn't like stuff. I'd start it and I'd be real into it. But then you know when you're part of that that video game podcast world and you have you have a, 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 a you know message boards and you have um, right Twitter and everybody everybody's talking about the newest stuff every day. And did you play it? Did you play it? You, and everybody's talking about the new thing in the forums, and you're like, oh god. So you, <clears throat> yeah. So I I was real bad over those seven years of of dabbling, uh-huh. uh, in never finishing. And I think now in my my later stages, right now that the pressure is off, I am a a a, uh, a one and doneer. I play, you know, I play a long a long game and I finish it, and I don't really, I don't have a need to go back. And say a game has like three different endings. I have no need, no desire to go back and see three endings. I could care less. Could you ever see yourself doing redoing like let's say five years from now redoing Horizon nope. from start to finish? <laughs> I don't even know if I could do Horizon. Horizon's nope. good, but it you re I mean don't, like plunk fifty hours. I think we know how well, much I, I love Mad Max. Yeah, I would never do that again. It just went to PlayStation Plus, man. Uh oh. <laughs> Never do it again though. Like I got what I wanted out of it. And see, I yeah, yeah, I'm crazy. Like, did you know that I recently like I beat The Witcher 3. Uh, I didn't do the DLC yet, but I beat The Witcher 3 on PC probably a year ago. And I rebought it on Xbox One because on the X it's in 4K with HDR. So of course I like the tech <clears throat> side, but I am totally ready to go do another hundred hours in that game and the DLC. I don't know what's wrong with me. I also no. really intend to replay Oblivion and Skyrim very soon. Well, at least when you say this DLC, at least that's new stuff you're experiencing. Yeah, but I'm going to play the original campaign first. I have yeah, to because, no. yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I had 100 hours in Fallout 3, and I kind of want to mm-hmm. go back and play Fallout 3 again. The only time I replay games that I've, I've sunk a lot of time into is if it's, say I really enjoyed Mad Max. Uh-huh. But then, for whatever reason, it got put on the shelf for a couple months. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then I can see starting it over. You know, like Breath of the Wild. I I put like I want to say I put like fifteen hours into it, which is a decent little chunk on my Actually, Wii U. That's exactly what I've put into. It. Uh, but I don't use my Wii U really. The, the my stepdaughter plays her Splatoon on it and stuff like that. Uh, I plan on getting a Switch at some point, <clears throat> uh, and I'll probably. <laughs> I did at that yeah. point and I'll start it over. But in in no way would if I had played that straight through, there's no way in like a year I'd be like, Well, what what's today's date? Oh, it's my it's my breath of the wild day. It's like, no, I'm not that cat. I would be cat. lying to say that I am not prepared to replay yeah. Resident Evil Seven next January, but uh, on the Xbox One, just to make sure I've played it on all three platforms. But to the but to the <clears throat> the email, do I think yeah. there are different uh, personality traits or, or mental? <laughs> I don't know, like psychology. Yeah, yeah to I, me, don't I think we've yeah, just yeah. answered that question though, Trees, and you you brought it out. I, I think it's more of your like your situation. Where I think you are it's in more life. of where you, or or just your interests. For example, I've been having a really hard time playing really old games right now, and I think it was because I just came off the cusp of a Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior 
clone Japanese game that was yep. localized. It was a working designs game. Um, and I was doing it for Cron CD, and it's a really long, dragged out 30 hour JRPG with lots of random battles. And actually, to be honest with you, it's a JRPG that's about two hours long, but it's got 28 hours of random battles that you have to grind through. And that was old school game design. Like, that's how they designed those games in the late 80s. But it really, like, it turned me off of, like, right now being interested in going back and playing an old RPG for a while. And it kind of tainted me on non-action-based retro for a minute. Like, it's not permanent, obviously, but you do. You just start to taper off. I think that's why I've been suddenly jumping into these random, like, six-hour 360 Mm -hmm. games. I mean... So. I remember when I was 19 or 20, and I still lived at home. I didn't move out until I was like 22-ish. Um, so I still lived at home, and I but I started working at the post. I've been at the post office for like 26, 27 years now. Um, I started that job when I was like 19, and I worked the night shift for 20 years. So I was 19, 20, living at home, and I worked nights. And on my nights off, right, I would sit yeah. up all night long, <clears throat> drink you know, have some beers or whatever, or whatever I drank when I was 19. I don't think I drank when I was 19, but whatever. <laughs> you know, Mountain Dew, whatever I drank when I was 19. I but, remember mine distinctly was Coca-Cola, but yeah, yeah. But I would play Resident Evil 2 uh, mm-hmm. all night because if you played it straight through without dying, without using a save, you would get, you know, you would unlock the hunk mission or whatever you would get. And then if you did the hunk mission under this and that, you'd open up tofu. tofu. And I did that. So there was a time at that age when I had no responsibilities and all the time in the world in the attention span, right? I Mm -hmm. think that's very important. I don't have that attention span. I really don't at this age to do that. But I would do that like six hours. I would, oh, whatever it took. And, you know, I remember grinding out Final Fantasy VII, just grinding out oh, that, fucking that's levels. That's the right word man. for it, yeah. Because uh, Final Fantasy VII, if you unlock everything, get Knights of the Round, like that's a hundred hours. And you know, I grinded, I'd grind all night, and I still want to beat those stupid fucking dragons, those yep. little offshoot dragons, <laughs> the, the, the side the, uh, dragons. What was it, Sapphire and Ruby dragons or the, whatever? whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I still couldn't do it. So, but now, like, uh, I could have the whole afternoon to myself. Like a rare moment when I get like three hours myself and I'll play a game for like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just I'm gonna go do something else. Like my <laughs> attention span is not there. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't know if it's a, a psychological thing, a different personality traits. But for me, just answering for myself, my opinion is I think it's just where you are in your life at that time is who you are because you know. well and things can change right like people talk about that getting the switch suddenly people play on their lunch breaks that never did or exactly. don't play on their lunch break like i think it's amazing i was the biggest lunch break player mm-hmm. but like now something's changed in my life i'm really close to my gym i go to the gym instead because i didn't like going to the gym after work anymore and uh it would be great if i could come home and spend an hour playing video games instead of going to the gym but that's not how it works you and mm-hmm. i both know that i get home I'm either in the kitchen or helping out the daughter or doing yep. something else. I, I, I basically get more family time with that hour, which is time well spent. But, you know, it's not an equal trade. So, yeah, I, I think your position in life can definitely change that. You know what's really interesting, though, Trees, as you talk about Resident Evil? Do you know Jam's been playing through the Resident Evil games um, doing zero save run-throughs in, like, less than two hours? And he just recently found Resident Evil 2 
on GameCube at like a, at, at, he, they call them car boots in the UK, but it's like a flea market. And he just posted a picture in the uh, Discord of him. He beat Claire Scenario A in less than two hours, I think an hour and 50 Jesus. minutes, and no saves. And I'm like, dude, you are crazy. Bad man. Yeah, that guy still got it. <laughs> running around in his tuxedo with a bazooka with unlimited ammo. Damn straight. Crushing it. <laughs> yeah. game was, so. Those games were fun, man. The Unlockables were fantastic. Um, Capcom, he's going on to uh, Resident Evil 3, and I might join him. So Cap- Capcom was fun back then. They yeah, did they fun knew what it. to do. Yeah. Mem- remember uh, Shadow of Rome? Remember? I had an onion, no, on, I remember my, I had an onion on my head. Made no sense. Fun. Uh, actually, we are right now, um, we have a co-op group, and we're playing through Lost Planet 2. Ugh. Why? Because it's, it's a more fun with four people co-op. One. It's actually all right. One is awesome. One I've is, never played one, but I one have is it. Shit, man. And I liked three. I had three, played through three, liked it. Um, but anyway, we're playing through two, and uh, it's crazy the unlockables you get there. Like, if you have, like, you can dress up as, I, I think I saw a Cami costume <laughs> by a Street Fighter save, and then there's like uh, a Devil May Cry costume and things like that. It's just, Capcom always had that crazy shit in there. Yeah. I always love that about their synergy on that stuff. Or like Dead Rising, where you could be Mega Man. Mega Man, and they released a Street Fighter pack. That's true. You could be Blanca. <laughs> Yeah, but remember they released um, that whole DLC that was like yeah. all craziness. Capcom 30th or whatever, 31st, 31th. Oh, that's coming soon. Yeah, that's in May. No. I don't know what to, I'm going to do. This is the 30th anniversary celebration and Cobra Kai hits YouTube Red. Like, what's one to do? Anyway, um, got one last one. I know mm-hmm. we're, we're going deep, but maybe that's we can spend fine. 15 more minutes on this one. This one comes from the other Chase. So Chase from Learn From Gaming. Um, and to be clear, the other Chase, which was Awakened Heathen, he is on a uh, show called Scargasm, so we'll give them their uh, their uh, their jokes. Or not their jokes, their... Uh, sorry, not Scargasm. Scargasm. <laughs> anyway, we'll give them their, their pimp on their shows. I like both their shows for different reasons. But uh, anyway, he says, question for the show. As time in the industry shift, we see more players turning to digital formats as a means of play. There are inherent issues with the digital format that are completely obvious, but no one in the big console companies will have issues with. Specifically, buying digital games leaves less to sell in the resale market. eBay, GameStop, brick and mortar, mom and pop shops. As a gamer, this is also uh, that is also concerned about game preservation and the tangible side of that practice. How does one justify buying digital over hard copies of a game as this practice will eventually kill the used games market. As a secondary question with big corporate doing the digital versus uh, versions of these games, is there any fear of them actually being lost if they are in a digital store or in some vast corporate digital vault? So the first question is, are there inherent issues with the digital format? Um, and then two, um, are we concerned about games on the digital front being lost forever in terms of preservation? Mm. I've got some thoughts on this, but I'd like yours first. Well, I mean, I, I, my initial thought on the first thing is just, I think everybody's big thing is, <laughs> is your, are your games always going to work, right? Yeah. I think, right, uh, he said besides the obvious, so maybe that's the that's the obvious, obvious one. Well, and I might have read that poorly. But uh, he says, uh, yeah, um, yeah, that so are completely obvious, but in the big, con- but the 
but that the big comp console companies will have no issues with. So yeah, everybody knows it, but of course Microsoft and Sony and stuff like that, they don't care about that fear. Yeah. I mean, that would, I guess that would be, it's a weird thing, right? Cause I think, uh, you know, I look at, um, my 360, right? I can't uh-huh. tell you how many games I bought digitally in the arcade, right? The 360, whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. Xbox Live, whatever, right? Keflin's games, little golf games, stupid shooting games, all, right? Tetris, Uno, fucking poker, like hell yeah, hundreds. And then there's Contra, hundreds, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, but at some point, you're not playing them ever. Like they right. just you don't play them, and then I got rid of my 360 without blinking. Like well, without but if you get on your Xbox One, a lot of those are still sitting there. But that's true. That's, true. that's but the that's exception, besides, not the rule. But yeah. that's besides the point. That's but I wasn't thinking that when I was getting right. on my 360. Absolutely. Time. So I think the initial fear is like, well, shit won't work. Well, shit's not going to work. What if it stops working? What if the servers go go online? But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if they work long enough to when you don't give a fuck about them anymore <laughs> maybe they just have to maybe they just have to work long enough for you not to care about them because you know but i i don't know i don't know digital is funny because like he's saying tangible i'm that guy i resisted like uh i bought arcade type digital games like i was just uh-huh. talking about but i never bought full <clears throat> games right like triple a games i would right still buy them because i'm that guy that's like no buy the buying digital get the box, get the box. But I've had weak moments. All it takes is one or two weak moments where you don't want to go to the store. Uh huh. I did it with destiny where all my friends were playing the first destiny. I was like, all right, I just get it. And then I did it with like both for, uh, Forza horizon two and three. Uh huh. I was like, Oh, just download these. And then that's it. Then you, uh, broke the seal. <laughs> and then you're like, fuck it. I'll download that. I'll download everything. I don't, just, I don't care. You know? Well, so so I've got a couple of things. So for for starters, um, I, I still think this is an old school mentality with tangible copies because <laughs> you're not reading off that disc um, when you download uh, when you pop a disc in there. It just rips it to the it hard drive, so it's digital anyway. It's just a delivery method. Second of all, and I pointed this out, but people. People were lukewarm on the response for this. So we did talk about it a little in the chat already um, uh, because this was a couple of weeks back. Um, is that a lot of these games, especially this generation, last generation was kind of safe. Most 360 PS3 games, they got patched, mm-hmm. but they were pretty ready to go disc only. Like if you don't have it hooked up to the internet and you just play disc only, most games you won't have any issues with and you'll just play them. Um, this generation, I think that's absolutely not true. Imagine having a non-patched, non-online version of the PS4 and playing um, No Man's Sky or various other things. Um, hell, your Xbox One, if you have a launch Xbox One, it, it won't even work. <laughs> mm. um, it needs to get online. Uh, so, I mean, there, there are some interesting things there. So what's on the disc is usually not the finished product. Uh, and how many day one patches? It's almost mm-hmm. a given now. Like, everybody knows there's a day one patch. So... I don't think that disc is worth what it used to be. Um, And then the last part, which is something especially retro guys are really dealing with right now, is disc rot. Eventually, and I mean, we're talking about Blu-rays now, which are probably made to preserve for much longer periods of time. But disc rot's a real thing. Like, uh, I would say right now, PC Engine CD, TurboGrafx CD, Sega CD, even some of these CDI games, like... 
those are starting to die. Mm. Your disc ain't shit. It's not of any value. You would have been better off with a digital vault. Um, and one thing I can say about game preservation is preservationists out there, that's why they want to hack the system, is because when you hack a PS4, if you don't show everybody else how to pirate, uh, but a handful of you get together and just start downloading, what they'll do is they'll literally, this is what archivists do, this is what I would do, is you get Bloodborne, okay, and you you rip the disc, okay, so we just we just keep it offline, it's never been online, it's never been patched, we rip the disc, we archive that. Then you update it and you try to collect from as many people as you can who have hacked consoles the different update patches and you keep those patches. You don't need the whole game all over again. You just have the different patches so that eventually somebody can download the vanilla version and then patch it up as they see fit and play the patched version of the game that that they think is best. And most people will probably just take the newest patch version, but, you know, teach their own. Um... And we've already kind of seen this even on here with like PT. People have found ways to hack PT onto a server and then have ways for your PS4 to get access to it. You know, so like I think that's already into play. I do think one thing that's going to be very restrictive is these games are fucking huge. Mm. And so eventually server space is going to be a challenge. Um, but I, I don't know. I have a really hard time believing Sony uh, and then... Uh, would 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 not archive their stuff. Nintendo, I fear, will do it. They'll just purge it. It's just a mass purge. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope everyone's ready because I think anything you've got digitally on the Wii, I'd start hacking your Wii right now because all that virtual console shit, no! it's gone soon. It's My life gone. is a king. No. Trees, I will help you <laughs> hack it. Um, but, uh, cause I've hacked my, my Wii and I, all I do is I just download the channels and then move the channels onto a hard drive. Mm. And, uh, it's simple as that. No piracy re- involved. I'm just preserving the fucking shit I bought. Um, but, uh, and then there is piracy options and that's the thing that ruins all this is piracy. Uh, you know, for every one person like you who just wants to download my life as a king and, and store it on a hard drive so you don't have to worry about losing it. There are 70,000 people who want to steal the whole fucking Wii library. And then what do they do with it? You know what they do with it. They look at that huge, massive list like a, a bad Netflix queue, and they don't mm-hmm. play a single game. Mm-hmm. It's almost wasteful, but whatever, whatever. I, I digress. We're going to do that episode later. Um, but, but anyway, so we'll see. But I have a hard time believing Sony even later on in time, will ever shut down like the PS3, PSN stuff or the Vita stuff. Everybody thinks that because they're not giving away free games, they're going to suddenly shut all that stuff off. They've never voiced an interest in it. And I think gamers will get really pissed off. I find it even harder to believe Microsoft will do it. Microsoft has kept cloud versions of Windows and patches and everything. It's really nothing for them to keep everything preserved. So I think especially your 360 generation stuff is very safe. Um, one thing that's interesting to me, and I'm curious your thoughts, Trees, is meanwhile, like everybody seems completely convinced that like Valve is going nowhere and Steam will be safe. And while I don't think it's the most volatile of systems, I think Valve will do good by people. What happens when Gabe Newell dies, which he will eventually, (laughs) and, and, and then somebody new takes over, do they suddenly decide to purge? games that don't have enough owners or various other things, you know, like there's nothing, 
I don't think it, I, I don't even know how those laws work. I don't think they've ever been challenged as uh-huh. the problem. But I bet they make you sign a you let it keep steam that will give them the rights to do all that stuff. And so what I find very fascinating are the people who think that steam is is glorious because if if there's no steam you can't play those games. It is a form of DRM as well. If you're not logged into the Steam servers and authenticating, you're fucked. The closest one is good old games, which I have bought a lot of my retro stuff from. Those you get DRM free stuff. So you just literally download the EXE and you can just save it onto a massive hard drive, which I've done. And I own every single one of my games. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, it's... It's a problem, but I think... I, so I guess what I say is I completely agree with what Chase is saying here. I think you're looking in the wrong place if you think that the disc is your catch-all. Because the idea that... You know, Eli recently bitched about this on the B team. They banned him from PSN because he uh, he did some stuff he wasn't supposed to. And I don't mean piracy stuff. I mean, he talked some mad shit on somebody who talked some mad shit on him and got his ass banned for a week. <laughs> from PSN and he kept saying they blocked all my digital stuff if only I had the disc copies I'd be able to play all these games and I was like it's not really true it's mm-hmm. not really true uh, anything that was offline he was still able to play um, or for the most part and I, I was like if you pop in a disc game that needs to authenticate with a server and get online like Metal Gear Solid 5 or something a disc don't mean dick <laughs> to the PS4 it don't mean dick <laughs> So. You know when you talk about like steam going down uh, or a service like that yeah it, it, you might as well be talking about uh uh like a, a disaster level event happening like a tsunami <laughs> or a meteor like because we hear that all the time right like yeah every two thousand yeah. years you know there's a tsunami that mm, you know it's not a question of uh you know if it's when but you can't wrap your head around that right so you know no an asteroid taken out half the United States. So you, you're just like, yeah. Same with Steam going down. It's like, yeah, someday, maybe, probably not. But, yeah, could happen tomorrow. You ready for something that's really funny? Like, Forbes did an article in 2014 that says, uh, and this was in 2014. Imagine what it is now. But it said, one of the most interesting numbers is that as uh, is just how many of Steam's 781 million registered games have never been played at all. Oh, that must be across all owners, not the actual library. Right, right. Yeah. There we go. You know, um, you know how many bundles people buy on a whim? Because it's uh, yeah, those like a, humble bundles. Because it's like $3.99 and they have all the fucking, uh, you know, like farming simulators. You know what I mean? They have like ten farming simulators because they were like four ninety nine on sale. So Rob Turbo used to do that shit. Rob Turbo used to buy those crazy bundles with tons oh, of I'm, stupid shit in them. I'm just as guilty as anybody. I I have over seven hundred Steam games. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, just listen. Steam though is a serv- It's a technology like anything else. It's like. Yeah, there's almost there's like one and a half million paid games on Steam. You know, you're talking about a change in like power or something, but listen, man, what if just something bad happened? <laughs> what if just some yeah. a bad hack, man, or a bu- bad something? Or like, what if what if the master server at Valve, and I'm sure they have redundant backups, but still, like, just shit something. Itself. I mean, yeah. who knows, man? Nothing's foolproof, so you know. Anything could go so, down, man. So we'll see. Uh, I I think we're all just fucked, man. That's yeah. why you go retro. I, I never <laughs> have to worry. I have uh, 
Cartridges don't go bad. That's right, man. Chip rot isn't a thing. My, anyway, stepda- you were saying- my stepdaughter has one of those little uh, games that has water in it with a little basketball and the two little yeah. suction plunges at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. That's what I play. That shit, that shit will never go offline. That shit will never go offline. That's right. I got a, I got a, a cup mm-hmm. with a string attached to Boom. it and a ball at the end. Hack that shit. I'll cut the string. <laughs> Fucking hacked. Can't play it no more. <laughs> You thought of everything. That's DRM, right? I just banned you. I banned you five days from your cup and ball, and I cut the string. <laughs> now, oh, you're yeah, re- now you're not playing. Now you're not playing. Shit is real. But you're like, but I bought the ball. Tough shit. You can't play. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Uh, well, that's yeah. That's it. So thank you very much, community. Uh, yeah, Chase, awesome. I hope we we answered your Probably question. Probably not. Kind of did, but sort yeah. of dates for us. <laughs> we kind of do. Um, so trees, you got anything you want to talk about? How about it's getting late? This is going. Yeah, it's going good though. Yeah. How about we just run through? I just I just run through real quick the little things okay. I've, I've dabbled with in the last sure. few weeks. How's that? Sure. Yeah, sounds good. All right. You mentioned Bloodborne. It was a PS uh, Plus game. Right, it was. I believe. Yes. Uh, I went to download it. I think did I did this was this two weeks ago when I went to download it and my PS4 was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you ain't downloading shit. You're full. No, You're you full okay. up. <laughs> no, it's funny. I've had that PS4 since I moved in this house, and uh, I download every PS Plus game and everything, <sighs> and I've never thought about it. And it's it's it's, never, it's almost like it was like this endless hole. It was like a sinkhole. I could just throw stuff into it. It never filled up. And it was just until this week where I was like, uh, no. Battlefront 2? Uh, no. So I actually went out. <laughs> well, Battlefront uh, 2 is almost 70 gigs. Yeah. That sucker is big. So I had to do what I did with my Xbox One, and I got a little, like, a nice little Seagate, like, two terabyte hot drive uh, like for, like, 60 USB bucks. Drive. Yeah, yeah, external. I know the PS4, you can get the internals and pop them in, but I figured I'll get the externals. Because if anything ever, you know, if that ever, I'm not using that no more, I can always reformat that and I have a nice two-terabit drive laying around that you I can use. definitely can. So, mm-hmm. um, so I fixed that problem. I downloaded Bloodborne. Uh, I played a lot of Bloodborne back in the day when, I, when it was new. Uh, I played. I played for about four hours straight. Well, not straight, but whatever. Within the, <laughs> the weekend that I downloaded it, I played a lot of it. And then I realized quickly, like, I remember all this. Like it was yesterday because you just do everything over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And uh, I got pretty far on one of my runs and then died and didn't find a little lantern. And I haven't turned it on since. Because, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. This, this fucking game. That's right. Yep. 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 So yep I did yep. that. Uh, I started my campaign of Battlefront 2. Uh, nice. Which, Solid. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I haven't hit a bad spot in it. I think it's pissed. Oh? No. I mean, I, I, I haven't played much. That into fucking it. Luke Skywalker. I haven't got to that yet. Just, oh, sorry. Sorry. But, sorry. 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 But sorry. I'm still definitely in all the Endor stuff. Uh, okay. I'm okay. in the beginning, yeah. but it's awesome. It's the end of Jedi. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it looks amazing. It looks crazy. The faces. It and does just, look crazy. It looks amazing. Um, so. I forget. Do you have a pro or no? I don't have a pro, so I'm just okay. plain old. I don't have 4K TV, nothing. But uh, 
game still looks amazing. It looks like, awesome. Any way you dice it. And it's very Star Wars-y. And, uh, and real quick, I'm not going to say anything about it, but I did uh, actually start the campaign myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, got to the aforementioned uh, main character that I shan't spoil for you again. I'll get to it this um, week for you so we can but, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty early on. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's the other thing. Did you notice they're doing some free-to-play shit like that I agree with? Did you see the Han Solo Hoth gear? challenge that yeah. was about a yep. week ago i seen the challenge up i didn't look into it though but yeah you, uh, you just had to play five starfighter right. missions and, and five of the big battles it's hoth clothes it's hoth yeah clothes. and i got them i was real happy uh but uh yeah that was it, i i think that's a good thing that game it. is fun man that game is fun i feel bad because all this nonsense uh overshadowed that the game's just if you're a star wars oh, those fan, boxes like, were bullshit i'm gonna stand by that but no no, no i know that but fun. all that bullshit overshadowed that the core of that game as a Star Wars fan is just fun. It is. So, And I, I posted on Twitter, I don't know if you saw, but uh, I was level one uh, of everything. Like, it was one of my first missions out, and I got first place. Nice. And I was like, see, beginners can do okay. And That's I'm right. not, like, stellar at the game. Mm-hmm. I, just, uh, I just had a good run. Nice. A great run, yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of... Uh, Pokemon Picross on my 3DS, which is a free download. Free to start. Free to start, and you can buy Picrites if you want to buy some Picrites, Picrites, whatever they call them. Uh, I (laughs) love me some old school Picross, but uh, that's a game that I swore at this week. And I was like, (laughs) and I said, I ain't buying your shit. I will wait you out. I will wait. Because the way they do it is uh, every level is like, a Picross screen that you unlock like a, a Pokemon. Like the picture yep. that you're doing is a Pokemon and then you get a few pick rights, right? And, and use these pick rights to unlock further levels. But there comes right. a point where you get all the pick rights you're going to get, say on level three, you've done all the challenges. You can't get no more pick rights and you don't have enough to get the level stage four. <laughs> And you're like you're stuck. You're stuck. But what happens is they give you challenges every day that you earn mm-hmm. like five or six pick rights if, when you do the challenges. <laughs> so basically, you got to wait every day. And I, and I said, "Fuck you, game! I'm going to beat you. I'm going to do challenges every day. I will not pay for pick rights." And no, I, you just pay for the pick rights, and then no, boom, it's done. Nope. <laughs> and I will. They that thing. They do that. Uh, like uh, they screw you on that, right? And then they screw you on, they give you actual energy, like in a mobile game. And every every block you uncover uses mm-hmm. one point of energy. <laughs> so you actually run out your energy yes. meter too. I, it, uh, I'm all for this. It even tells you like uh, if you upgrade your, your energy meter to level five. Of course, you got to, every level is you got to use pick rights. Right. And when you, uh, when you get to level five, it's unlimited energy. But you need like you know like Ooh. four thousand pick rights. It's cost you, you like get on so that. Yeah. You like How 30, much does that cost? <laughs> I think four thousand pick rights is like twenty bucks. Okay. So I won't do it, but I'm gonna you do my challenges every day. I'm gonna advance, motherfucker. I'm gonna advance. <laughs> so I've been doing that because I'm an idiot. Uh, and then the other game that I've strange strangely. Fred, don't know why I went back to and been playing nonstop is uh, State of Decay, which is a oh. game I downloaded through the, uh, the Xbox Game Pass. And uh, 
Oh, so this is that fancy edition that hit Xbox One. Uh, it is. It has. Uh, it has two packs of like downloadable stuff you can buy. It has two extra like expansions. Oh, you have to purchase too. them. Okay. You, those are still. You have to purchase those, but the core game is in the Game Pass, and and you know I know the second one they have the trailers up and stuff. There's a uh, second stage. Yeah, it's coming. Came. Yeah. So I said, let me pop this back in, and uh, I don't know something about that game. I find it really addictive, and uh, you know I have this on PC, fun. and I've never. I've never played it, but people just swear up and down this it's, game is awesome. It's pretty good. It's like playing a weird, janky, like, <laughs> budget title or something. It's very strange. It, you know, there's a lot, of, it's a lot of, like, samey zombie stuff you've seen before. Same zombie types here and there. Um, but it's also like a scavenging game in, like, a setting up your base type of game. You know, so you, you can go out... Right, right. You can go out and search houses and you find like loot and you got to bring that loot back to your place and then you can upgrade, you know, like the med bay and the in the bunkers where people sleep. And then, then the mission pops up all over town, missions where you go rescue people or you become friends with people and eventually they join you so you have more people. And uh, you can sw- – when you friend somebody, like when you do enough good deeds with somebody – then you can switch between characters. So using one character for a while, and if he gets tired or hurt enough, you can just swap to a different character, and that other one will go rest. So you can set mm-hmm. hot swapping all the characters, and you can get partners to go out with you. And I don't know. And then you, and the better you get, you can uh, venture further and further away, and set up outposts further away, and get ballsier. Find new home places to set up a new home, and move everybody to bigger places. And yeah. There's something about it. It's real kind of janky and repetitive, but uh, I don't know. But like that was always one of its charming points, believe it or not. It, yeah. At least as people told me. Um, State of Decay 2 is around the corner, May 22nd. Got yep. about a month and a half. Well, it should come out on Game Pass, right? Because it's a Microsoft It will be. Joint, it will so. be. It's 30 bucks on its own, which is a $10 increase over the last game. Um, but yes, if you have Game Pass, day one on Game Pass. Okay, yeah. so the original was a twenty dollar game uh, on three sixty, uh, and then I think it's twenty dollars on these re releases. Okay, well. so I'm pretty sure I bought it for twenty bucks on Steam. I, I knew it wasn't a sixty dollar game. I knew it was cheaper than that, but I didn't know what the actual price was. So it feels like a twenty dollar type game. Okay, not that. Yeah, it's I remember people saying it was really robust, but that right. like. Like a lot of the jank was excused because they kind of it kind of silent launched. Remember that? Like mm-hmm. it was kind of word of mouth launch when it hit the 360. People were just like, "Yo, did you see this new weird game that popped up that's like 20 bucks and is like really addictive?" Uh, and again, it, it also hit at a good time. It hit at the peak of you know that yep. season three of Walking Dead and all that stuff. But that's not to say that people aren't intrigued for it now. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen a lot more interest in uh state of decay 2 than days gone on the ps yeah. you know you know it's like you, you it has that weird stuff where you, you take a car and you go out and you can search a house and you know and you go in a house and you find like a, a refrigerator it's highlighted and you have to search it and it takes like 10 seconds to search it and then there could be nothing in there or there could be a big big stash of food and that stash of food you put in a rucksack that you put on your back. They carry it, uh, and that, and you got to bring that all the way back to your base to unload it. 
you know, and you pray or, nothing bad happens. Or you can throw it in the trunk of the car because the cars and the trucks have so many spaces. And I'm one of those guys who will take my truck and I would just loot. I will fill my trunk up <laughs> with shit and bring because that's you know. And then you yeah. save up reserves, and then like I said, you use those reserves for all types of you know base building type things, you know. And uh, and in between, there's zombies everywhere that you beat with cricket bats and stuff like that and you know it's fun but you know like you do but what i hate is it's almost weird because it's like oh, i wish it was less zombies so i could loot more like in my brain i'm just like these <laughs> zombies are a pain in my ass they're supposed to be but it's a thing where they start adding new zombie types as you're playing mm-hmm. and they get more of a pain in the ass so they get feral zombies and those guys jump around like like crazy people and then they had to kill and you're like, come on, man. Then you get these big giant zombies, like, you know, that your cab bounces off of and you're like, man, I just want to loot this stuff. Loot shit. And then, of course, there's a night cycle when it's nighttime. There's more zombies and they're, they're a little tougher. And of course, it always feels like it's nighttime. And I'm just like, I wish I could just strip this night cycle out because I can't see shit. And that's the point because it's night. But I'm one of those dudes that turns my brightness up on every game to its max because I don't like dark games. I want to oh, see what I'm doing. Those. Okay. Don't want dark games. I want to see. I paid money for this game. I want to see everything in it. Don't do docking stuff up on me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, I, I disagree, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Those are right, but uh, all nice textures. I can't see them because the game's too dark. But I'm sure that's an awesome <laughs> fucking whatever. But the game's pretty fun. Little janky, but acceptable janky because mm-hmm. it fits. You know what what it's doing, and it's good enough. And uh, I don't know why I've been strangely addicted to that. You know, my friends are all pinging me like, "Come on, man, PUBG. What are you playing? What is that stupid shit?" And I'm just Ugh, like, "I played PUBG." Yeah, I'm, I, I played it again this weekend. I fucking hate that game. Yeah, of course you do, but you go back because you're like an abused. No, kid. actually, Eli wanted to see how it performs on the non Xbox One X because everybody's playing it on the X. You want to see it on vanilla Xbox One? Yeah, play it. He said, my oh, house. "Okay, I could download it and do it." Um, and he was under the impression that the performance is so terrible, it's like twenty or less frame rate. And I was like, "I think that's how it was at launch, but now it's fine. Frame rate held up fine." Yeah, it's a game's all right. That game sucks. It's all right. That fucking game sucks. It's not I bad. don't like it. It's not bad. I don't know why I bought it. It's not <laughs> bad. There's nothing wrong with a little PUBG. I got a free copy of Titanfall 2. I was, I was playing PUBG on my phone at work the other day. PUBG yeah, Mobile. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone ex- can someone explain to, to me why uh, that version loads faster, plays faster, and looks better I've, on my phone keep than on my I Xbox keep... One? I'm confused. Okay. So Eli said that too. Uh, I, I feel like you're not always playing with people online. No, you're like not. You're getting the, the, bots. No, the, yeah. Uh, the, no, the mobile version, when you first stop playing, it's all bots. And as you level up, it sprinkles in more and more live players. Right. But right. still, it still plays and looks. I feel like it leverages bots a lot. And that's why you get the faster load times. Because think about getting a hundred mobile people on the same know. server and managing that it there's no way so maybe better. there is who knows it still looks better and it still implements better features than the xbox one version <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> Touché. um but anything I, else no i think that's it but i did want to say that state of decay uh they're keeping up with that game because i got a achievement today 
It okay. was a rare achievement. It was like 0.05% of some weird rare diamond achievement. And it was splatting 500 zombies, splashing 500 zombies with your car in the month of April. Nice. <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. Someone's flick, still flicking switches over there, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but no, that's. I think that's uh, for two weeks. That's that's what I've been up to. That's pretty solid. Thank you. Um, I I haven't been playing too much other than uh, Battlefield, you know, and st- or Battlefront uh, from time to time. And, and things like that. Uh, I have had some games for review, and I've been embargoed until now. Uh, y- because this isn't going live till after the embargo's up, I can talk about it briefly, so I'll talk about it real quick. But I've been playing uh, Extinction. Are you oh, familiar with Extinction? I am not. So this is, uh, this is a, a, a kind of big release. It's got a retail release. It's a full-price game, $59.99. Mm. Uh, and it's coming from uh, um, Iron Galaxy, is the developer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it kind of takes the, uh, attack on Titan concept and I don't like that description, but it's the one that breaks down what's going on easiest for people. So you're a guy on the ground and you are fighting against these big ogres called Reveni that are attacking, uh, your kingdom. And there's various uh, objectives and things for you to do, um, but the game is the game definitely employs the uh, the keep it simple stupid method. Like the <laughs> it's got a skill tree, but it's very simple and streamlined. It's got controls, but they're very simple and streamlined. It's not hard to figure out the controls. There's nothing complex about it. And what you're supposed to do, there's nothing complex about that. The challenge comes in as they uh, the depth comes in as they start throwing challenges at you and the challenges vary so um, and the Raveni have requirements so you can like la- you can like sever their legs and then they can't walk but they regenerate them shortly afterwards you can sever their arms so they can't hit stuff but you got to like prevent them from destroying certain percentages of the town uh, like the kingdom and you, they're like side challenges of like you need to save this many villagers because basically what you're trying to do is kill these guys in order to do so you have to power up your sword so that you can decapitate them because that's the only non-regenerative limb they've got and um and so in order to build up that meter yeah i don't uh, think a head's a limb is it uh, I thought it was, but either way, that's the only thing you can cut off that doesn't grow back. Anyway, um, I like but, it, but uh, but yeah, and and you raise that meter by there's like grunts on the ground, like low low uh, challenge enemies. Uh, I think uh, what's the MOBA term for them? Creeps. Creeps. So there's creeps on the ground. Uh, there are villagers you can save, and the villagers can be killed by the creeps. So you kind of want to put priority there. And then the creatures themselves, the Raveni, have armor on. And you have to remove the armor before you can cut the arms, legs, etc., head off. Uh, so destroying armor will also build that meter. Um, but, you know, things get kind of frantic when suddenly two Raveni on opposite sides of the map spawn at the same time. And you got to kind of make your way across. And that's where leveling up helps. And you do have a whip that kind of lets you whip around the level. But not as well as you'd like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's intentional. And it's definitely not like Attack on Titan. If you'd ever played the video game Attack on Titan, you're literally like slingshotting yourself around that map. It's not like that. Um, But that, and that's the premise. And it definitely employs what I would say is like it's it's challenging. What's a game these days? And it's saying, what if we made a mobile game, but we cut all the microtransaction bullshit out Mm -hmm. of it? 
There's no microtransactions in this whatsoever. And I see no intention ever of implementing it. And everything's procedurally generated. Well, no, let me take that back. There are 50 campaign missions you get with the game. And then after that, there are everything's procedurally generated. Or you can go back and replay the crafted missions. And some of those are procedurally generated, but not as many as you'd think. Um, and try to get your best score and stuff like that. But the idea is to make the game addictive, and it very much is addictive. It's super fun and, addic and, and addictive. Um, and keep you coming back, but not necessarily for long stints like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, you could conceivably get in every single day, do the daily challenge... Hmm. Uh, there is a daily challenge and then do one of the two different modes, which is there's either skirmish and I forget which is which I, I go check my review, but one mode is like horde mode. You get one life, kill as many things as you can. When you die, you die and then it's over and you get the highest score or, uh, it keeps track in like codes. Think of like super Mario maker, like when it procedurally generates a map, it keeps the code of that one. And then you get your highest score you can by completing it. And then you get to see what everybody else who also got that code has posted in the main leaderboards. Or you can go replay missions. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that it's addictive. So you go on and you play 15 minutes for one round. Or you play like two missions for like half an hour. But it's just something to keep coming back to. And again, it's very mobile-esque. Mm. And I know people think of mobile games as like a derogatory term, but I will tell you that the most habit-forming games I play and probably many people do are these mobile games that do this kind of thing. And so you start asking yourself, what's the big... If you really get hooked to it, what's the big problem with doing that as a console game you pay $60 for and then you just own? Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I feel like there's a large... We're in a weird world right now, right? And I think this is the first attempt to try to answer that question because... And I say this in the review, so I'm not going to over, you know, kill it. And if you go to Gaming History 101, like, it goes live Tuesday morning, so it'll be live by the time people are hearing this. Um, but, uh, but like, if you if you think about it, like, there's a lot of scrutiny in a, in a single-player game these days, right? Like, you got to have that perfect balance of, like, story and mechanics and length, right? Can't be too long, can't be too short. If it's, if it's a Call of Duty short game, eight hours, six mm -hmm. hours, then people are going to shit all over it. If it's way too long, if it's 20 hours, it's exhaustive, right? People are already telling me how discouraged they are to play the new God of War because it's over 20 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Um, but people are. And, and again, we go back to the age-old thing, right, Trees? Like, like, where are you at in life, mm -hmm. right? Like, like Chase um, from uh, Learn From Gaming, like, he's got a one-year-old. Yeah, actually, I, I remember having one-year-old. Mm -hmm. uh, Trees, you might be able to relate. That can make playing... <laughs> yes, exactly. That can make playing a 20-hour single-player game into one hell of an endeavor. It might take you all summer. Like, yeah. you, you will spend a lot more time doing that. Whereas there's other people who will knock it out in two days right some people will take I, off work even took me uh took me all day to watch the last hour and a half of wrestlemania <laughs> see it took me like eight so, hours to watch an hour yeah yeah and you're like am i off today really uh but uh <laughs> but yeah like and so so i think this game tries to scratch that itch right it doesn't have to fall under the scrutiny of that single player thing and we are seeing like right we are seeing game after game of either bad implementations of microtransactions, loot boxes, whatever, or just lazy multiplayer games, right? Like we still have some some developers and publishers, probably more publishers out there, who think it's okay to just slap 40 people in the middle of a of a 
map and have them kill each other, whether it be first person shooter, action, whatever, and do like almost no maintenance to it and think they can charge 40, 60 bucks for this game and just walk away from it. Right. And like, that's why it's no longer a slam dunk to have a multiplayer only game either because people aren't necessarily going to jump into it. Mm -hmm. Right. So right now is a scary time. And so I think this is one of the, the earlier versions of this. I'm curious to see how it does. Again, I can't speak to the value proposition of whether or not it's worth your 60 bucks. You know, I can give you the simple bullet points. It's eight to 10 hour campaign. Lots of replay value has me hooked, but that's really going to be up to the person, whether or not that's worth their 60 bucks. Uh, what I think would really help this game. And I don't see any indication that they're doing it. I guess we'll find out tomorrow when it comes out is a demo. Mm-hmm. playing that first like the first two chapters are really short because you can succeed in the tasks very quickly it's it's an amazing tutorial by doing instead of telling mm-hmm. i gotta give them that like the campaign is one of the greatest tutorials of all time it's a slow 50 mission burn that you're having fun with but you're also learning the the it, you're going from beginner to advanced tactics and it's very good at that um but they should give you at least the first chapter, which is like the first like four or five missions. It'll take you like an hour to get through it, and it's a hell of a demo. But I think that's where it'll get its hooks into people uh, and then giving them the ability to unlock. We'll see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I know, I don't even know if there's a demo. I don't think there is. So, um, But for what it's worth, I like it. I can already tell you this game's going to get – you'll see tomorrow if you bother to look it up. This game's <laughs> going to get very mixed. I think some people are really going to like it and run with it. I think a lot of people are going to shit all over it. I think a lot of people are going to go, this isn't a fucking game. There's, there's, it's a fucking mobile game put on consoles. I can, I can literally see the Metacritic reviews right now. Um, and I'm not saying those people are wrong. I'm just saying, is that such a bad thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everybody thinks of it as derogatory, but uh, like I said, Chip, Eli, yourself, like there are myself, like mobile games are the ones I find myself coming back to consistently. There's usually just one, right? There's the one, but you go back to it mm-hmm. and you go back to it a lot. Uh, the question is, is when it's no longer portably in your pocket, when you're on lunch break or waiting for a bus, is it still something you come home to? But right. I have, I have for the last two weeks. I've had the game for a while, so I don't know. But uh, that's about it. Uh, I'm wrapping up Conan. I'm going to pick another game soon. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see about that. Got to get back to the classics. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's so fascinating to me that my, my wife has never heard of Conan the Barbarian. That is weird. So whenever I say Conan, she's like, I keep just thinking of Conan O'Brien. And I said, it's amazing to me that y- you think that Conan came <laughs> first. Yeah, when I used to hear Conan O'Brien, I used to think it was funny he was uh, named after right. the barbarian. <laughs> yeah. That's how old I am. And so when I tell my wife I'm playing this Conan game and, you know, letting big-breasted women topless out of cages and, like, dismembering people, she's imagining Conan O'Brien doing all yeah, these things, no. and it's very amusing to her. <laughs> oh, it's Conan, so. it's Conan O'Brien born out of the, you know, the heavy metal era. <laughs> Sort of, yeah, of covers yeah. and shit, you know? Lamentation of the women. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, anyway, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm big on God of War, so I'm just playing mm-hmm. the waiting game till God of War, oh, and yeah. for right now, I'm just kind of having fun with it. You know, I never played through Hellblade, and everybody says that game's great, and I have it. Uh, it's downloaded on my console. I should probably just knock out Hellblade over the next week. 
<laughs> so I got the Midwest Gaming Classic coming up, though. So, you know, going to be busy for a while. But uh, Yes, you are. But yeah, yeah. So so there you go. But I, yeah, I think with that. <laughs> it's a full show, Fred. Done. Yeah, it is. We're getting around two hours. Woo. So Boy. There you go. Boy. So anything you want to pimp or do anything with, or should we just call it a night? Oh, no, I mean, if anybody wants to find me online, TreesLounge00 on all the gaming systems, if you want to find me. But that's about it, really. I'll see you in two weeks. Or you can be waiting yes, two indeed. weeks. You, when you go next week? This week? No, I'm going this weekend. So, okay. uh, yeah, it'll be two weeks from... Yeah, today we'll we'll do the next episode. So sounds good. Um, and actually, two weeks from today is the twenty third. So, God of War's four twenty. Ah, oh, shit! But I bought it on a retailer. I usually don't get my copy until after that. So, when we do it, I'll probably be non at the bit to play God of War. But it'll probably have arrived in the mail the day that <laughs> we record <laughs> the next episode. I like it. Hey. All right, well, we got 25 in the bag. Here's 25 more. Uh, Stay tuned, everybody. But, uh, yeah, check us out, GamingHistory101.com. Later. Peace.